fast count. <laughs> this some Prevo shit, huh? Lyrically immortal beast, redesign artistically. Ha, L-I-B-R-A. Temptation, baby, release and give in. Long as you stay loyal, we both gonna end up winning. And there was no question, I know you was down to ride by my side. Unique as a rose, for the ashes I rose. Straight from the gutter, I grew up in nose. When I made it out, I couldn't believe. Look at the beauty outside of these streets. Mama just texted me, told me she proud of me. Your son doing better, my demon just danced me. I never end up with nothing. Yumbler casualty valley, the life and energy surrounding me. But still, I just wanna get flying with you. So fly, so fly. Ladies. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I pitch excellence. Ladies. And gentlemen. Boys. And girls. People of the internet. Planet Earth. Some parts. Some might call unknown.
it is time for episode 24 of season 5 of the House Divided Podcast. Jordan, are you there? There is. Okay, there you are. <laughs> sure, sure am. It took you a minute. <laughs> it took you a minute. I may oh, have yeah. definitely stopped mid-intro to uh, take a drink of booze. Well, <clears throat> it's understandable. So, with that being said, uh, where's the button? There it is. Yo, we're here. We are live. We got ourselves a show today, a Super Bowl preview show, in which, for the first time in my life, <laughs> I have vested rooting interest in, have a reason to stay up, other than the fact that it is the last football game of, well, until August. Last meaningful football game until late August. Uh, I, I have to correct you there. The USFL starts in April. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. That's the show. <laughs> Hey, the Michigan Panthers, man. They're, they're our only hope here. Which some people say they're uh, not a, a team in Mi- uh, not a real team from Michigan because they haven't played a game in Michigan yet. Well, uh, as we've already been over, seven of the eight teams in <laughs> the uh, uh, USFL won't be playing home games, technically, because it's all in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. So... We got ourselves a show. Let's jump right into it, shall we? We got our we got ourselves a segment. Yeah. Um. How many? So how many do you have for stupid people say stupid things? Are you ready? Yes. One. But my one is going to take longer than my two. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Candidate. I don't know if anyone's going to be going to be more stupid than this because this person did one of the worst things you can do if you want to avoid being in this segment. That's and a, that's double double down. He doubled tri- did he triple down? Oh, he <clears throat> Let's see here. Don't One, tell two. me. Okay. I'll <laughs> wait till we get to your turn. I'll start us off then. <laughs> He downed a few times. Normally, normally, whoever has the least goes first. But since yours might take that long. So, this is a whole... Mine is a whole fucking rabbit hole. There are 13 screenshots I have to tell the full story. Jesus. (laughs) Well, following my uh, banner showing for Stupid People Say Stupid Things last week with seven... What we believe is a record. What could be a record. I only have two this week. We will start. This came on Sunday. From Twitter. Mississippi Oil Art on Twitter. <laughs> Not usually the account you would uh, think you're going to hear the stupid from. There's some stupid here because... It's stupid in the fact that we're still arguing it. Oh, no. Especially, it'll be even more stupid once you find out what it is. I'm scared. This came on a post relating to NASCAR on Twitter. 
Oh boy. Relating to one particular NASCAR driver. Uh, oh, oh no. Does anyone care to take a guess as to who this NASCAR driver is? Given that they're in this segment, I don't think they're a Kyle Larson fan, so I'm going to say it's somebody hating on Bob Wallace. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Mississippi Oil Art. And I don't actually have the original tweet. I just know it was about Bubba Wallace. Actually, it's is it at Mississippi Oil Art? Uh, it's at Mississippi Oil One. Yeah. Mississippi Oil Art tweets. Found him. NASCAR gave him the Talladega, Talladega win. Oh, boy. And I'm, t I'm to the point with those that I, I literally just want to ask them, okay, like, can you name me some other drivers that have a rain-shortened win the last few years? Because he's not the only one. He's just the only one that he cares about because, well, he doesn't jizz mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah my only thing on like why this made the segment is it's just like why are we still talking about this <laughs> because so Talladega was what six months ago that was six months ago uh October oh so, so not quite I'll... six five <laughs> yeah five like um yeah, wow. And I know why we're talking about it. Well, what's so funny about the people... And it makes that, me hate why we're talking about it. Yeah. The funny thing is, I guess it's not really funny, but the, the thing is that the people that can't shut the fuck up about Bubba Wallace, about anything that he does... Are the ones who hate the, him. Well, are the same ones that comment on things, Why are you shoving Bubba down our throat? Oh, yeah, there is that too. Yeah, it's, it's like there you can you can have a post that has nothing to do with him and like like uh post about Kurt Bush now that now that they're teammates. Oh Kurt's such Kurt's a better driver now. <laughs> like I'm not here to argue whether Kurt's a better driver or not. I mean he is a champion and all. Yeah. But uh, Kurt doesn't give a shit about any of this. No. And my second I one. No, nope. I hate NASCAR. I hate NASCAR fans so much. My second one comes from well, Twitter also. Uh oh. Um, this guy is Twitter username is first name last name bunch of numbers. I encountered one of those today. Ah, of course I did. Of course it's this. <laughs> of course it's this. Why is it always gotta be this? It's this. Why is it always? Whatever this is. Well, I. I just. I. That's all I got. Let's go with it. We're gonna talk about this subject later. At least our. I'm gonna talk about this subject later. On Monday. The Ohio State University Buckeyes. 
athletic department. Uh oh. <laughs> unveiled the new football field design. After did. <clears throat> after six months of fa- of a, a design contest. The design that the Ohio State Athletic Department chose was the exact same one that the Buckeyes have had for the past 20-some-odd years. Again, Despite a change in font and your sleeve stripe now being in the middle of the, uh, uh, the back line of the end zone. Yeah. And the change in font was, like, barely noticeable. I mean... Yeah, it's 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 there. It's noticeable, but it's not it's not out there or anything. Still pretty basic fonts, both of them. Yeah. Um, this individual, first name, last name, bunch of numbers on Twitter, tweeted, "Not enough in this I- world to be concerned about currently." We have a fan base pissed off because the brand new field design isn't fancy enough for them. You all need to grow up and get off the internet. Hey, buddy, I don't think there's much to worry about on field right now. Yeah, there isn't. And (laughs) there is the fact that, hey, buddy, you are on the internet using Twitter. (laughs) Um, First off on this... I could speak for the overwhelming majority of Ohio State fans. We're not upset about the field design. It's a classic. You went with what we already know for a 100% fact. Looks good in person and looks good on TV. I'm all right with it. I never... So were you among the crowd that wanted the end zone to be gray? No. There were a lot of people that did. I don't know why. It's not your primary color. <laughs> no, I did not want the end zone to be gray. I really the only thing that I wanted had the end zone been gray, I wouldn't have hated it. It would have been I wouldn't have liked it. The only thing that I wanted essentially was just throw the outline of the state of Ohio around midfield like they've done with Alex. um that looked pretty good. Yeah. And then nothing else. There were there were plenty of uh things going on, plenty of uh, uh entries from people uh, in this supposed design contest that did that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine did not <clears throat> I did mine did not have the the outline of the state of Ohio in midfield. It just had a uh picture of Brutus Buckeye in a Paint me like one of your French girls looking position. <laughs> Mine had Turbo Yoda. <laughs> That's the midfield logo. <laughs> oh, and Urban Meyer in the end zone. Yeah. Um, that's really all I wanted though was just throw the outline of the state of Ohio on the um on midfield. Yeah, it'd take up like twenty yards. Take up from forty to forty, but that's it. Well, it looks like they did. They make the uh, logo, the midfield logo, smaller. Uh, it looks like they did a little bit. Huh. Um. 
Majority of Ohio, majority of Ohio State fans are like me, where they, we don't care that this is what you did. But we went for six months every week from week <laughs> two of the season. I was gonna say it's been a while. Week two of the season, Ohio State's first home game. Every week until last Friday. Friday the 4th was the final day for submissions. Every single week we heard about you can design your own you could design the new artificial turf for Ohio Stadium. Every week Ohio State fans heard about it. Every week and, and, then, and then you basically did the same thing. The athletic department just chose to pick what we have had. No, people don't need to grow up because people aren't really pissed. The only people who are like legitimately pissed off about this are probably the ones who wanted a red wanted the field to either be scarlet or full on gray, Ugh. or to have. Brutus at Brutus Buckeye, the mascot, as the midfield logo. <laughs> oh no! <clears throat> like but those people are probably upset that their design didn't win because they picked some atrocity. I'm amazed that there was a was there was at least one scarlet field that made it into the final list of uh, oh there was more than right? one. That is those are ridiculous looking now personally i would have loved if you guys had done that because that would have been even more hideous than anything i've ever seen i would have hated it there was one that alternated between um every every five yards they'd go gray red gray red gray red gray, all the way oh i saw that one that was terrible there was one all gray one with red end zones yep oh god there was one all scarlet one there was one that looked semi-normal until you realized that there was a giant horseshoe at midfield symbolizing the stadium. There was one two three four with Brutus as the midfield logo. Oh. There was some monstrosity with black end zones that what? I didn't see that one. In the black end zones, it said "Our Honor Defend," which is an Ohio State thing on their fucking locker room wall, on the tunnel. I saw wall. that. So I had never seen that before. Yep. I saw it on a different submission, and I was like, "What in the grammar is this?" That's <laughs> on their. That's on the tunnel wall. That was in the end zone, and then across the entire field from goal line to goal line was the helmet stripe. Oh, I'm looking at that one right now. The, yeah, and then Script Ohio. Yep, that was one. There's that's all sorts of monstrosities. That's wild. All sorts of monstrosities. What is this one? There was what is one. On the field? Oh, they have, they have the fucking Buckeye Leafs behind the uh, yard numbers. Yep. There was one that had the helmet stripe from goal line to goal line again. The just Ohio State University logo that just... Ohio State with a block O and then in one end zone it said the in 
what looks to be your Comic Sans font. I haven't seen. Oh no! <laughs> and then in the second, in, in the other end zone, it just says OSU. <laughs> like, I didn't even try. And these are like, all final submissions. Even... Yeah, these were finalists. Like there was one. There was. Let me see. There's a couple with gray end zones that I don't hate. Let's see. <laughs> that one's hilarious. The um, OSU. Yeah. <laughs> With, like, no effort whatsoever. Like, they just put the Ohio State logo on a gray background and plopped it <laughs> yeah. in midfield over the helmet strike. Let's see. One. What the hell is going on down in the bottom right-hand corner here? I don't hate that one other than the end zones or something. You, the, well, yeah, the end zones, you just can't read them. I yeah. think there's... Buckeye leaves behind a red font. Yep, that one I hate. Um, you can't oh, read it. I forgot. I forgot this one in the submissions. Um, there's one that in the end zones. There's just no coloring to the end zone. Just white font in one end zone. Hang on. Midfield is Script Ohio as the midfield logo. In the other end zone, Sloopy is in the song "Hang On Sloopy," the state song of Ohio. There was a lot of shitty ones. And we'll talk about there this more a later. Of, a lot of shitty ones. But there were some good ones in here, too. Like, they threw just enough good ones in here where you're like, okay, this could be legit. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, first name, last name, bunch of numbers. You, sir, are a loser for telling people to get off the internet when you're tweeting on the internet. <laughs> and <laughs> assuming that... People are mad just because the field isn't fancy enough. No, people aren't mad that the field's not fancy enough. People are mad about a six-month-long charade. To get the same thing that you already had. Yeah. Alrighty, the floor is now yours. Okay. As aforementioned, I have one stupid person saying a stupid thing this week. This man has in his career worked for Sports Illustrated. Oh no. Yahoo Yahoo Sports. Oh god, he's going down, he's going backwards. Uh the NFL network up until recently. Okay, that's a step up from Yahoo. And Big step up. ready for his uh his current uh employer. I swear to god if you say outkick. It's not outkick. <clears throat> Bally Sports another step down the man that i am talking about today is michael silver oh no (laughs) do you know what this is no i don't but oh no michael silver of currently of bally sports tweeted on the fourth what day was the fourth we're on the ninth now last friday last friday yep uh, after it was uh, announced that the San Francisco 49ers were signing Anthony Lynn, who was the offensive coordinator of the Lions for about half of 2021, before Dan Campbell took over play calling and the team got much better. Yep. After the announcement of Anthony Lynn being, I think he's like, I, I, 
assistant head coach or something like that. I don't know what he is. <clears throat> he's not the offensive coordinator. I I don't believe he's he's got like a lesser role. I don't know what his role in this I'm going to Google is. this. You keep going. Michael Silver tweets on Friday. So to review, Dan Campbell thinks he's a better offensive mind than Anthony Lynn, but Kyle Shanahan wants Lynn's brain in his building, helping to cook up plays. Seems oh God, like Kyle, I have seen this. Seems like Kyle might know more, but strong emoji. Okay. Um, it is assistant head coach. Okay. And. So there are many issues with what Michael Silver said here. The first of which being, and this is going to be a common thing, a theme, people that replied to him, he just retweet, quote tweeted them and then blocked them. Nice. Fittingly enough. Uh, Patrick on Twitter pointed out, nobody is saying who the better offensive mind is, but it wasn't working and wasn't fitting with the Lions and Campbell. Uh, <clears throat> with what the Lions and Campbell wanted to do. The results for uh, moving on from Anthony Atlanta's play caller and moving on to Dan Campbell speak for themselves. The offense was terrible <clears throat> until Campbell took it over. And it, not saying it was great, but all of the wins were with Campbell as play caller. And Jared Goff looked much better. <clears throat> Michael Silver tweets, or just quote tweets the man, cool, enjoy that. Somebody pointed out to him, the Lions offense literally got better when Campbell took it from Lynn, but continued to start your own narrative. <clears throat> and he came back with the biggest roast of all time. He probably thought he was so cool. <clears throat> I'm going to focus on teams that contend for titles, and you can assess my narrative for the time being. This is important later. <laughs> well, it's going to be important. I mean, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know if a certain team, I don't know if a certain team is going to be uh, uh, contending for titles uh, anytime soon. So he, he he can't talk about him if that's the case. The the Forty Niners aren't in contention for a title right now. No, no, they're not. <clears throat> he just he just wanted to take a shot at Dan Campbell, like so many over the past year have wanted to do. Um. And I don't care so much for uh, the whole ratio thing on Twitter. The man got ratioed on every one of his tweets. Nice. <laughs> like, this was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Um, <clears throat> so then, Eric Schlitt, who I do believe works for uh, Pride of Detroit, <clears throat> uh, which is the SB Nation blog for the Lions. Okay replied to him and said <clears throat> imagine having a job that asks you to focus on 32 subjects but you decide you're only going to focus on less than half ignoring the rest and still expect people to respect what you think pretty valid point i would say yeah very valid <clears throat> and and this is where this just gets insane <clears throat> i'm ready so, to press the button eric schlitt is a legitimate journalist yes he writes for a blog yeah <clears throat> Michael Silver quote tweets Eric and says, imagine being a make-believe journalist and getting this defensive about the team you love. So 
Michael Silver, I guess, just gets to define who and who isn't a journalist now? <clears throat> I guess that's what's happening. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> of, of course, people came after him and said, <clears throat> you can say that about every journalist that's a fan of any team. There's plenty of journalists that are fans. Yeah. Michael Silver quote tweets a man that said that <laughs> apparently that's not possible. <clears throat> he says no real journalist is a fan of any team in the sport he slash she covers. Pro football in this case being the sport. I don't know why he decided to put that in parentheses. That's weird to me. And this is one of the few people that actually came in and tried to stick up for uh, Michael Silver. And this is Matt Lombardo. Never heard of him before, but he's verified on Twitter. Okay, good for him. Good for Matt. Um, who is a journalist of, of some sorts. Um, he just says, how is this so hard for people to understand that journalists aren't fans of teams? Would you, would, would you like to know who Matt Lombardo writes for? The Detroit Lions. No, no, the specific like organization, <clears throat> like the specific uh, uh, site. Valley Sports. Fan sided. Oh, even worse. If you go to the fan sided Wikipedia page, fan sided is a fandom focused sports lifestyle and entertainment network of more than three hundred websites. Co-founded and launched in 2019 or in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best part about this whole journalists aren't aren't fans of teams. He's a 49ers fan, <clears throat> and that is so abundantly clear that he shows a 49ers bias. It's so clear. <clears throat> this is from uh, an article. Uh, I don't remember what he did to piss somebody off. This is from a, a few years back. This is on 49ers Web Zone, whatever the hell that is. The fuck is that? Oh, here we go. Michael why Silver does it sound NFL... useful, useless? It, it probably is useless. Uh, Michael Silver of NFL uh, Network took some undeserving criticism from the Niner faithful for his comments earlier this month, saying that quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo was under increased pressure because the San Francisco 49ers really like backup Nick Mullins. What a time that was. <clears throat> Sometimes fans forget Silver's roots. Growing up a fan of the 49ers and covering the team in the Bay Area for years before hitting the big time. The NFL Network analyst has always been very complimentary toward the franchise, head coach Kyle Shanahan, and yes, Garoppolo. So this is a 49ers website, not a very well-known one, but one nonetheless, <clears throat> that to stick up for Michael Silver after he got this totally unfair criticism from 49ers fans, he had to remind them that Silver's one of us. One of us. <clears throat> don't, don't give him shit. So, to the fact that he claims he's not a fan when it's so blatantly obvious, if you just look over Loser. his history, <clears throat> like, you want to know? <clears throat> and I'll, I'll be it. He turned out to be right, but nobody saw this coming. Uh, you want to know who uh, he thought was 
a real player that nobody thought was going to be a player <clears throat> in these playoffs here? The San Francisco 49ers. He predicted that, that back in August. Oh, okay. But of course he did because he's it's it's his team. Yeah. Silver continues, I cover all 32 teams, but I tend to devote more attention to those that contend for championships. I talk to Lions players, coaches, and talent eval evaluators regularly and watch them a decent amount. Thanks for your interest. <clears throat> and that was to uh, Nolan Bianchi, who's a uh, uh, good uh, good writer for, for the Detroit area sports teams as well. Um. Uh, one of my favorite follows on Twitter, Andy Isaac says, Eric Schlitz pretty uh, a pretty well liked both professionally and personally in this town. This tweet says a lot about you as a human being, and it's not good. <laughs> that was uh, in reply to the make believe journalist tweet. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, I... This then this this thread then just goes off the rails because. We have uh, so Dan Campbell came from the New Orleans Saints. Yep. <clears throat> he was he was uh, on the staff with Sean Payton. Yes. And somebody tags Sean Payton says, "Hey, coach, can you weigh in here on Dan Campbell and what kind of person, coach, and intelligence? What? <clears throat> weigh in here on Dan Campbell and what kind of person, coach, and intelligence? Okay, that's just how it's written. <laughs> because Silver here is giving him some serious shit." Uh, Michael Silver says, Sean and I can work this out via text, but thanks for the snitch tag. And then replies to it, credit to Mina, Mina Kimes to introducing me to that blessed term. What the fuck Michael is it with Silver everyone and wanting to bring Mina Kimes into shit? I don't know. <clears throat> I, I mean, apparently that is something that she uses, uh, but... <clears throat> I don't think she even knows who you are, Michael. So you, you tagging this person is very, very strange. Um, like what? The it fuck? was at this point that uh, there were some other tweets. He stopped retweeting people uh, who were critical of him and calling him a dumbass, rightfully calling him a dumbass. Uh, it was at this point <clears throat> that. He got the. He started retweeting the compliments to him. One from uh, Michael Stone of ninety-seven won the ticket, who got complete. He's from Detroit, <clears throat> who got complete backlash on on stick it up for him, you know, because everyone's calling him a hack because he is. Uh, everyone's saying nobody should take him seriously because we don't. And he definitely sounds like a guy I wouldn't take seriously. Stoney decided to stick up for the man because he was on his show like 20 years ago. I don't know. <clears throat> so at that point, I uh, just flipped my intentions to being one of the hundreds of Lions fans that got blocked by Michael Silver that day. Nice. Um, I started out just calling him a hack on all of his posts. That didn't seem to work. Damn it. So we had we had to up the game a little bit. Um, I may have put swapped his face onto Pennywise the Clown. <laughs> I may have done that. Yes. Um, I might also have taken a screenshot from when he was on NFL Network uh, from his office and face swapped Dan Campbell's face onto Michael Silver, which is a very frightening sight, but yet somehow 
more respectful looking than what he actually looks like. And of course, down in the bottom right-hand corner was Michael Silver's resume, which, you know, had the NFL Network stuff, the Sports Illustrated, the Yahoo. That was just asking me to replace it with uh, some nonsense. So that's what I did. <laughs> uh, Michael Silver, dishwasher at Chuck E. Cheese. Sits when he pees. I and go, just simply, <clears throat> simply hack. I gotta go find some of this on Twitter. Um, finally, finally, after a few of those, Michael Silver blocked me on Twitter about a day later. I was the happiest I had ever been. I was actively trying and I couldn't get blocked. I was tweeting, I was replying to every single one of his tweets. Just. <laughs> Being a, being a dick to the guy and he wouldn't block me <clears throat> finally he did um, so naturally the only thing left to do was go to Wikipedia and update <clears throat> the start of his Wikipedia page to it saying Michael Silver is an American sportscaster and television analyst who currently calls Dan Campbell his daddy <laughs> that had, it had to be done <clears throat> Now, that didn't last very long. I, it was only up there a couple hours before oh somebody switched it, switched it back. But it was up there long enough for me to get a screenshot of it. So that's good enough for me. But <clears throat> Michael Silver, you are going to be very, very tough to beat uh, in, in terms of stupid person of the year. So let's uh, the final count here. The amount of tweets that, that uh, he quote tweeted people, the amount of times. Uh, there's the original tweet. And then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And there were more. There were plenty more, but it was uh, th these were the, the highlights. What, what would you call that? <clears throat> Repeat the question. I'm. What would you call somebody doubling down seven times? We have a button for that on this show. Loser. Loser. <laughs> we have plenty Loser. of for that on this show. Loser. Loser. I mean, Loser. any one of them could work. Problems could work. Yeah. Oh, oh, soundboard, where's it at? Uh... This dude is the and then that one. I have that one, disgrace. too. Thank you, Goodness. Stephen A. Smith, for saying things. I... I'm just... This was just an adventure. Like, if anybody out there really uh, doesn't understand <laughs> Detroit versus everybody yet, <laughs> this fan base has gone after some people for some unfair or really just going out of their way to criticize Dan Camp. <clears throat> like, Michael Silver's on that list now. Joy Taylor's on that list. <clears throat> um, that one motherfucker who had the weird name, who when Dan Campbell first got hired, brought up a sort of uh, homophobic con comment from Campbell like 20 years ago. And then it turned out <clears throat> that this man had homophobic, racist misogynistic tweets uh within the last couple years <laughs> that guy's on there <clears throat> i 
don't know who else. There's a few more. There's a few more, but these journalists, man, they don't have a good. They don't have good days when they come after Dan Campbell, man. I swear. <laughs> but that is stupid person saying a stupid thing. I guess that. Let's that... move on to the news. Good God. That was. I was surprised how long it took me. It took him to block me. I, I guess the dishwasher at Chuck E. Cheese one was was really what did. <laughs> oh my gosh, I mean, that's great. <clears throat> fair enough. He does. He he honestly does look better with Dan Campbell's face on him though. Oh my god! Alrighty. <laughs> the news. The news. We'll start with the Pro Bowl. Yes, the Pro Bowl. And it's being talked about yep. in the news because, well, it's the Pro why Bowl. Would we do, why would we do a Pro Bowl recap? I didn't even watch the Pro Bowl. I only watched the highlights. I didn't even really watch. Actually, I did watch a couple highlights. Not a lot, though. Well, the only notable thing that happened in this um, game was A.J. Cole, punter for the Raiders, his halftime stat line, which was zero punts, three holds, and apparently two halftime hot dogs. So this I I did see in a, in a video after the fact. Um, of course they they interviewed him on the sideline because what the hell else is he gonna do? Yeah, like, he's the punter. He ain't. He, uh, I don't remember who was coaching uh, the AFC in the Pro Bowl, but uh, they basically told him, "No, nah, you you ain't doing much today." I mean, at least they told him. Yeah, and then and so they so they interviewed him on the sideline, and uh, uh, they, he he dropped that line. <laughs> I have a very interesting halftime stat line: zero punts, three holds, and two halftime hot dogs. Now, two halftime hot dogs is a bit of a weak number, but he's a punter. I get it. Yeah, and then the other thing that happened in this game: Mac Jones was whistled down because well, it's the Pro Bowl, and no one actually tackles. It was essentially flag football, two-hand touch, especially for the quarterbacks. The wild thing is they hadn't even touched them yet. They looked at him. They looked at him. They were going to touch him. The whistle blows, and Mac just keeps on running. Mac Jones ignored the whistle. He ran all the way to the end zone, and then he did the gritty. Yes, he did, which was the whitest thing I've ever seen anybody do. Like, Justin Jefferson can can do what he wants with the gritty and probably and you know make it look good more often than not. Jamar Chase. Just, Jamar, yeah. <laughs> Mac Jones just looks just looks ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Final score: um, um, AFC forty-one, the NFC thirty-five. Reinforcing everything that we already knew, the NFC NFC kind of sucks. Well, and they were down huge in this game, but because it's the Pro Bowl, well, <clears throat> things happened. Yeah. It was it was a bit of a clown show, <clears throat> as it always is. A lot of, lot of the, the defensive players, when they would pick, because there were a lot of interceptions in this game, <clears throat> um, the only thing, the only time the players tried was when a defensive player had an interception and they were trying to return it. 
Yeah. The offensive players sure as hell were trying. And I don't blame them for not trying. I mean, it's, it's the Pro Bowl. Who cares? Yeah. Like, Why? The, fans, the fans don't care. The players don't care. What, nobody cares. <clears throat> like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, so why should you even, why, the people that, like, complain about, all these players don't give any effort. Okay, well, the stadium's half full. This game means nothing. What do you want them to try for? It's half full when tickets are, like, $10. (laughs) Like, the event that we'll talk about later, the Clash at the Coliseum, I'm fairly certain, had more people. In fact, I I will say that it did. I would say, I wouldn't even say... Fairly certain they did. I mean, the pro, well, the Pro Bowl attendance might actually be public. Let me see if I can look this up. Eight people. Um, anything else to add while you're looking that up? Um, I almost got it here. Maybe if it's on ESPN, anyway. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> um, so they were actually fairly similar. I don't believe this number whatsoever because this stadium was half full. Uh, says it was 86% full with 56,206, which would put them very, very close together. Both were in the 50,000 range. I don't believe there were 50,000 people there. No. I, I just, I don't see it. <clears throat> There's no way. But, um, yeah, no, that's all I got on the Pro Bowl. I, I didn't watch it. I don't care. It's the Pro Bowl. The NHL All-Star Game was more interesting. Yeah. Let's move on. New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara was arrested at Allegiant Stadium after the Pro Bowl uh, for assault and battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. Alvin Kamara and three other individuals involved with the running back allegedly assaulted a man at a Vegas casino, leading leading to the man losing consciousness and a orbital fracture to his left eye. Ouch. Among other injuries. Kamara did admit to punching the man, saying the victim had called one of his friends ugly. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Grade school? That's dude, When I read that, I, that was my exact reaction. I was like, what? You, you gotta be kidding. Like, <clears throat> what is this? Is this like a high school dance? What are we doing? Um, and only started punching the man because he saw a fight break out and thought the man was trying to run away, which is something... <laughs> That is very much at odds with security footage of the incident. Very much so. The video <laughs> security footage shows the man trying to get on an elevator with Alvin Kamara putting his hand on the guy's chest to stop him and then shoved him. One of Kamara's uh, entourage punched the dude in the face. And then Alvin Kamara lunged at him, punched him eight times, including three of those while the man was on the ground. What are you doing? <clears throat> Alvin, I know you don't watch the podcast. But what are you what doing? What are you doing? You're one of the best running backs in the league. You got a big time contract, and you're you're getting in fights at casinos because somebody called your friend ugly. I'm what? gonna go back and t- I'm gonna say one thing, uh, and I'm going to just assume this was a late night incident. I would assume so. Yeah, of course, this was the night before the Pro Bowl. Oh, it was before? It was before the Pro Bowl. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was just arrested after the fact. He was arrested because he was identified, and I don't... They, they let him play in the game, I guess. I, I don't know. 
<clears throat> but they met him at the uh, at the stadium and arrested him there. Jesus. Um. So like I said, this most likely happened late into the night. All I'm gonna say is something that every football player and every athlete is told from high school all the way on through college and most likely in the pros too nothing good happens after midnight nothing good happens after 11 o'clock everyone's filled with buckberry juice yeah yeah you know i i I see some people trying to be like well this is what happens when you put the pro bowl in las vegas it's the pro bowl everyone's out there having a good time enjoying whatever city they're in whether it's in vegas or not and that's not an excuse for what he did no this is this has nothing to do with vegas this would if if the pro bowl was still in hawaii and honolulu i have a feeling something like this would have probably happened there if it was in orlando would have happened in a bar in orlando like this would have happened i mean orlando's got i mean not no city in the country has like a, a nightclub scene quite like vegas but i mean it does it doesn't matter no. just because there's a shit ton of them doesn't mean that this wouldn't couldn't have been a thing somewhere else yeah this is this has nothing to do with being in vegas uh what happens in vegas apparently does not stay in vegas cuz i think this is going to stick with alvin Kamara for for a while now um <clears throat> and another some, week another shitty news story it, it Bound to happen. Maybe next week we can get through the news without somebody getting arrested or somebody doing something shitty. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Doubtful. This um, season's just been cursed with shitty news stories ever since um Bishop Sycamore. Right, and that was like episode two. Yeah, we. It's one once we reported Bishop Sycamore, everything just went downhill. The curse of Bishop uh, Bishop Sycamore lives on. It, it, Apparently it's a thing. Um, One last thing before we can move on from this is, is this a way? Is this, will the Saints see this as an out to cut Kamara? Because I doubt if they they cut him that with all this going on, that they would have to pay him. I don't think that they would. Do they see this as sort of an out to kind of claw their way out of cap hell? It could I mean, be, but I did tell you. I did uh, tell you that what was the, what was the exact thing I said? Um, uh, it'd be like Kamara putting a, his, doll, yeah, a family him. dollar band aid over a bullet yeah. wound. <laughs> yeah, well, because Camara accounts for fourteen million against the cap. They are sixty-one million dollars over the cap. Like they're bringing in a new coach. We're going to get to that in a second. Yep. Well, they hired a new coach internally. Um, I you, you don't back. <clears throat> Jameis Winston is fine, but do you really want to build around him long term? Like, just if you're the Saints, like just get ahead of this and just rebuild it now. They should. Wait. I just <laughs> no team does though. Like yeah. no team ever rebuilds at the right time. They always they always wait too long. Um, but if I was in charge of the Saints, yeah, cut Kamara, trade Michael Thomas, just read a fuck build. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be the way I'd look at it. 
Moving on, staying on the New Orleans Saints. Some positive news about the Saints, maybe. Yeah, maybe. The Saints promote... Not sure. Oh. Not sure how Saints fans feel about this. Yeah, but... I don't either. Um, the Saints promote defensive coordinator Dennis Allen into their vacant head coaching position. Dennis Allen has been on the Saints staff as the defensive coordinator since 2015. Yeah, been there been there quite some time with some solid defenses solid defenses the team's been uh relatively successful no championships in that time but they've been uh fairly consistently in the playoffs uh at least the last couple seasons yeah. uh, up until this year uh i i mean it, it, <clears throat> that's just one of those ones where you have to wait and see i mean the guy's never been a head coach before uh did lead some some good defenses and on paper, um, this seems like a solid hire. Yeah. <clears throat> like, we'll just, we'll have to see. Like, I feel like this is just such, this is just a switching up of philosophies for the Saints because they've had Sean Payton for so long, who was an offensive guy. And yeah. now they get defensive Dennis Allen as head coach. So the Saints team that we know and some people love, uh, probably not going to look like that. Uh, in the coming years. And I don't know what they're going to do with quarterback. They, they'd probably bring Jameis Winston back another year, maybe. Because um, he did get hurt this year and was decent uh, at best um, when he was healthy. I mean, what's the harm in bringing Jameis back? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt any, at any point. Right. I mean, unless unless Tampa wants him back to replace Tom Brady. Last bit of news. That would be hilarious. That would be comical. Last bit of news before we get into some NASCAR talk. The Houston Texans are hiring defensive coordinator Lovey Smith as their new head coach. Hell yeah. Um, This makes that one dude on Twitter who didn't know who Lovey Smith was, a Texans fan on Twitter who didn't know who Lovey Smith was, makes him look even stupider because Lovey Smith was the Texans' defensive coordinator. Right. I don't know if he was a Texans fan or not. I believe he was. I would assume so. Um, Secondly, how do you not know the the best beard in all of football? I'm happy he kept that when he he went to the Texans. Because he he was talking about he was going to shave it. (sighs) But he didn't, thankfully. Best beard in all of football. Hopefully he keeps it. I love that thing. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's on screen right now. I, that beard is something else. Um, few more notes about Lovey. He was the head coach of the Illinois Fighting Illini from 2016 to 2020. He was NFL Coach of the Year in 2005. He led the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl in 2006. That he did. He's a good I've head coach. Always, I've always liked Lovey Smith. I. I am amazed that he hasn't been an NFL head coach since like the move to Illinois was always a curious one for me. Cause I thought he could get an NFL head coaching job. Like he did what the best that he could with that bears team. I, <sighs> uh, he was, he was definitely a big part in their success. I feel so yeah. the move to Illinois made no sense. And there were people trying to say like, Oh, th- this guy, look at his record at Illinois, man. He's, he's a terrible coach. Okay. That's like, hiring somebody and expecting him to compete for a national championship at like USF. <laughs> like <clears throat> what are we doing? 
Like, it, it, nobody's winning there. Nobody's no. going to Illinois. No players are, by their own accord or on their own accord are just like, yeah, I want to be, I want to be a member of the Fighting Illini. Negative. Nobody. Good for Lovey Smith. I think this is going to be good for the Texans. I think um, so too. I, I, I think Lovey's a guy that will get the best out of what, what he has. I think he's, a, he's always kind of been that guy. All right. Some NASCAR news. Oh boy. Do you want me to <laughs> take this have... so you could do a reca- clash recap? No, I got some notes on this one. Okay. Um, Take it away. We may, we may have brought this up last week. I know we talked about it um, off the show at least. I don't yes. know if we brought this up on the on the podcast or not. The money team racing is a real thing. <laughs> Co-owned by boxing champion Floyd Mayweather, uh, they have announced a part-time schedule. For 2022 in the NASCAR Cup Series with Kaz Grala as their driver. <clears throat> and this is one of those things nobody believed that the money team was ever going to exist. Nobody. Because it's, like, it's been going, like, rumors have been going for like a couple years. It's not even rumors. They announced their intentions in 2019. Ugh. Didn't make a start in 2019 or 2020 or 2021, but now they have apparently secured a next-gen car uh, running a Chevy Camaro. <clears throat> in fact, the car uh, apparently they bought from the now-defunct Starcom Racing, <laughs> which was always – it was a curious thing because when they were testing the next-gen car, everyone's like, well, why the hell does Starcom even have one? They're not running in 2020. Well, they are somewhat involved. I believe they're in they're they're financially involved somehow. Starcom is, but this is this is the money team. But they bought uh, Starcom's, I believe, only next gen cars. So there's a good chance they only have one car. Um, but they have a part time schedule. They're going to run Daytona. Uh, at, right now, that's that's the only announced uh, race that they're going to run. This this is crazy because people have always doubted that this team was ever going to turn a lap on track. Like, I never believed it. I mean, the Twitter accounts existed since 2019. It's got like 4,000 followers. Nobody, nobody cared. Everyone thought that it just kind of died off. People didn't even know if Floyd Mayweather was even involved. People thought they were just like taking the, like leasing the branding. <clears throat> like licensing the the money team branding and name and Floyd had no clue about it but Floyd did have a statement <clears throat> when they announced all this um basically it says i love fast cars and i like to compete <laughs> i mean you know <laughs> i sounds, like fast cars too sounds like something floyd mayweather would say i i but, also like <clears throat> fast cars floyd i'll give you they, that by for all intents and purposes at this point do exist they intend to try and qualify for the daytona 500 we will see if that happens um qualifying coming up i believe a week from today uh right yeah next wednesday because duels are on thursday 
Um, <clears throat> that is one of the, that car is one of the ugliest I've ever seen, though. I have not seen it. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking I, for it now. I thought I I think I sent it to you, but regardless, it's sponsored by Pit Viper. Oh no! So <clears throat> it is a conglomeration of colors and designs, and a, there's a lot going on. And then just the most boring number font you've ever seen. This can't be real. <laughs> it is! They've released that! I mean, we'll see next Wednesday. I, I mean, maybe they show up, maybe they don't. This. Did you see the car? I, I'm cold. Hold, please. <laughs> I'm sending you this. I want to make sure this is the right thing. Okay. That Google is showing me. I swear to God, if it is, I am going to lose my mind. That is the car. <laughs> With the worst possible rendering I have ever seen, look at the name on the uh, front uh, windshield banner. I see it. It's and how crooked it is. Like man, they should have had like fucking uh, <clears throat> Lefty, who's a, a NASCAR, uh, you know, kind of concept designer and everything, designs paint schemes. Should have had him do this thing because this looks terrible. <clears throat> this this car is what was announced by the money team. It's hideous. It's Pit Viper. I'll say that. It's very Pit Viper. Oh yeah. When I like think Pit Viper, this basically this. <clears throat> um. Yeah that that car apparently is going to be on track next Wednesday trying to qualify for the Daytona 500. <clears throat> I... And then Thursday we have the duels. So we will see. Is it bad that I hope that they don't qualify? <laughs> that way, in the event that I do choose to watch Daytona, I, I don't have to see this? I mean, there's a decent chance you might not have to see it anyway. Although these cars are, the, the next-gen car is designed to kind of level the playing field a little bit, make, make everyone, uh, make the old backmarker teams maybe a little bit more competitive. <clears throat> let's let's move on to recap of the clash. I okay. I have to get oh. that car off my screen cuz like it's so bad. Um this the the qualifying and the heats here, I'm just going to kind of run through. Uh qualifying on Saturday, uh of course the top 4 would start on the pole for their heat races. So that was Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, out of nowhere, Justin Haley and Colleg Racing had a solid weekend. One of the better stories of the weekend. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Colleg Racing is a brand new, this is their first full-time season in Cup. And Justin Haley's out there third fastest in, 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 in qualifying this thing. And was fast in every single, every single moment that he was on track. <laughs> absolutely insane until something uh, happened but we'll talk about that until in a something happened but we'll get there when we get there uh he won saw kyle bush daniel suarez and Trackhouse racing they looked really good with his phenomenal um, hat 
<laughs> yes, the Sombrero and Driver and Driver intros. Uh, he did make it to the main event by finishing second here in the heat. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Ryan Blaney advanced from Heat One. Tyler Reddick, who was really fast all weekend long, um, won Heat Number Two, <clears throat> um, and he was he was pissed. He thought he could have uh, qualified uh, first overall uh, and beat Kyle Busch. Uh, he felt like he left a little bit out there, <clears throat> and yet he still qualified second. Uh, Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon, and Cole Custer, Cole Slaw Custer, advanced to the main event from Heat Two. Back to Justin Haley for Heat 3. He won his Heat uh, with William Byron, Christopher Bell, and Chase Elliott finishing behind him. They're through to the main event. <clears throat> and then Heat 4, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Michael McDowell, of all people, and Eric Jones uh, advanced. And then Martin Truex Jr. advances simply based on being the highest in 2021 points uh, that did not advance from the Heat races. Uh, he just chose not to run in the last chance qualifiers, which pissed some people off. I mean, it's a preseason exhibition. It's not yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to say chance... about it. <laughs> no. The first last chance qualifier was kind of a snoozer. Um, three of the four heats were kind of snoozers. Like, everyone was really just kind of trying to conserve what they got. They knew if they didn't make it, they still had the LCQs. Um, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and AJ Allmendinger advanced in LCQ number one. And then the second LCQ. Oh, my God. You were telling me about this, and this is what made me turn the Clash on, because I I, I watched the, the Clash. I was more like this. Yeah. Because I, wish the main I event wasn't was, watching was just anything like, else Sunday evening. Right. I wish that the uh, uh, main event was like LCQ number two. Like, <laughs> this, was a, this is exactly what we all thought. So... The people who advanced, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll knock that out of the way first. Ryan Priest, Bubba Wallace, and Harrison Burton advanced from LCQ number two. And then we get to the story that was Ty Dillon. Um, yes, please. The line, the line from Mike Joy on the broadcast <laughs> about halfway through this was Ty Dillon's hit everything but the lottery. Not entirely true. He yes, he did not hit the pace car. That's what I said. He hit everything but the pace car. Yeah, <clears throat> like that car did seventy-five laps on track between the LCQs and the heats, and that thing looked like it went through hell because it did. <laughs> he rammed his way to the front in NASCAR heat uh, three. Uh, party at Napoli's party in Martinsville at <laughs> Yeah, that's if you remember that stream from back in the day, that's basically what Ty Dillon was doing. If here. not, go find it on YouTube. Uh, it's out there somewhere. Um, oh my god, I love wow. all of that. <laughs> so Ty Dillon plows his way to the front. We get we had a caution for something. I don't remember who spun who. There were tons. There were like nine cautions in this in this LCQ. How many of them were caused by Ty Dillon? <laughs> I would say probably six or seven. <laughs> Eight. All except the ninth. So, like... Oh, shit. People, there were, like, some, some YouTubers or, you know, everyone that was tweeting that was at the race <clears throat> that it didn't come across that Ty Dillon was behind all this. People thought Austin Sindrick was being kind of a menace to society here, uh, when in reality it was Ty Dillon 
running into him more often than not. And then just a chain reaction. <clears throat> Ty Dillon was just ramming it. Every corner, he was sticking his nose in there, bumping, trying to bump and run. Most ridiculous thing. So t- they restart. Ty Dillon's in second. Jumps the restart. Um, <clears throat> in any normal NASCAR race, uh, you'd get assessed like a drive through penalty or something like that. Well, there's no pit road here. Correct. So... They just have him drop to the back, which was the worst idea ever. <clears throat> Had him drop to the back of the line. And then he just resumed what he was doing before. <laughs> <Say>. Yeah. <laughs> send him send him back. That's 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 what you do in this scenario. Right. It's, so he's he's been the back again, last place, and just rammed his way through everybody again. <clears throat> and we have a restart with three to go. Everyone was being super aggressive in this point. Um, it wasn't even Ty Dillon that were causing uh, that was causing the the late uh, lap uh, cautions here. Restart with three to go. Ty Dillon's in the lead this time, <clears throat> so he controls the restart. There's a problem. <clears throat> you can't <laughs> you can't restart when you're not in the restart box. So he starts going before they get to the restart zone and he gets his second restart violation of a 50 lap LCQ. Like that shouldn't be possible. Like, and you're the leader. Like, it's not hard. You can see the box. It's right there. In fact, I think David sold a sponsorship on it. So it was in bright blue. So Ty Dillon actually crosses the line first to this. And then everyone thinks that he's through and it was, uh, let's see, Ty Dillon, Ryan Priest, and Bubba Wallace. Uh, Which is hilarious because people thought that this penalty, this second penalty came out of nowhere to put Bubba through to the main event, which he would have made it anyway. So that just goes to show you the way that those people think. Uh, so Harrison Burton in the 21 Wood Brothers car is actually the one that, uh, that advances because of Ty Dillon's stupidity. And then we get to the main event. That was a bit of a snoozer early. I didn't expect a lot of craziness to be going on um, in the first half of this race, uh, the first 75 laps, um, because y- you figured that the nonsense would come later. Uh, there was a caution... I don't remember what lap it was on. It was early. <laughs> that, that this bizarre sequence occurs. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, Stenhouse, <clears throat> Ricky Stenhouse Jr. spun out. And at the same time, Denny Hamlin has some mechanical issue. He goes into the uh, little infield area, parks his car. He's done for the day. <clears throat> One lap before green, Chase Briscoe pulls off the track. <laughs> yep. he's, he's down on power. <clears throat> Uh, he was trying to get heat in the tires, trying to warm up his tires, and while he was shifting, broke the transaxle in his car. Is that what and it then, actually was? Yes. Okay. And then I was curious as to what happened. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Denny's car. <clears throat> um, it quit. <laughs> I'm sure. It, I'm sure it's out there, but it wasn't. It was tired. <clears throat> right. <laughs> and then, so they they delay the restart a lap. 
And then the leader, Tyler Reddick's car, has the same problem as Chase Briscoe's. <clears throat> same thing. He was he shifted and he was trying to warm up his tires, and the transaxle broke. So that's Oops. something we're gonna have to. That's something we're gonna have to to watch uh, here in the early early stages of this next gen car. So we had three cars go off the track in in under caution. Yeah. That was <laughs> Clint Boyer said it perfectly. What is happening? <laughs> Cars retired. They were quitting. <laughs> long sun, long mean, weekend. It's gonna be. I think the next gen car. I mean, it's to be expected. Every time we do come up with one of these new cars, there's always problems. Um, but I mean, the supply chain shortages are not helping out right now. <clears throat> so these cars are. It's going to be an adventure here for the, the first month or two of the season, I think. Yeah. Um, we get to the halfway break where Brian Priest <clears throat> just retired the car. I don't even know why. There's not a listed reason. Um, I, it could have something to do with the fact that Rick Ware Racing didn't feel like they that it was worth it to keep running the car because, like I said, they teams are short on cars right now. Yeah. <laughs> so... That that's probably my 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 thing. Uh, it, the listed reason was an oil pressure problem. I I don't know. <clears throat> Feels like that's something that could have been fixed because this was this was at the half to, the halfway break that they did with Ice Cube, <clears throat> which was awesome. This so the funny part was <clears throat> after the uh, after the performance. Um, there were people trying to say that uh, Ice Cube said the N-word during the performance, which, I mean, it's in some of the songs that he, uh, that he was uh, performing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he did, he did not say that. You want to know what these people were hearing that they thought was the N-word? Oh, God. Ice Cube. <clears throat> okay. Was yeah, it? Take, take your guesses. Meow. Was the um, was F one's Nero guy there? No, unfortunately oh, he was it. not. Okay, go then. He would have to. He would kind of have to um, uh, lower his voice a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> these things. These things have a mean growl to them. Yeah, I love know. the sound of these cars. No, it was Ice Cube saying NASCAR. <laughs> I kid you not. Somebody somebody posted a video clip of him allegedly saying this during the performance. That's what he said. It was NASCAR. <laughs> People just looking for a reason to be mad. <clears throat> this was really quickly, you know, we'll, I'll bring up like this was just a gimmicky entertainment race. Yeah, but that's fine. It's a preseason exhibition. That's what they should be. They should be fun. <laughs> the NASCAR account at one point tweeted, "We are having fun," and then somebody in the uh, in the replies goes, "Calm the fuck down. It's a it's an exhibition." And I'm like, "Isn't that the point? Aren't <laughs> exhibitions supposed to be fun?" Yeah. Do this for the All Star race. <laughs> I I think that's probably the way that they, that it will go, or they just continue to do it uh, for the Clash. I don't know. Do it at every race. The, fuck <laughs> it. Do it at every race. <laughs> well the problem is like the the amount of stadiums that could actually pull this off 
are very, very limited. Like, I saw some people talking about potentially doing this at Wembley Stadium. It's far too small. <clears throat> like, God, the Coliseum yeah. works. The Coliseum works because it had the, the quarter-mile Olympic track in it. And it's, it's longer. Like, if you look at USC playing football games, that's why they put the temporary seating in there. Um, because there's just all this grass. Yeah. That there's, that there's nothing there for. It's longer than most fields. I saw people, some people uh, bring up Michigan Stadium. And not happen. possible. Physically impossible. For one, it's too small. Two, I don't believe a car could fit down the tunnel. I truly no. believe that. Because when they did the Winter Classic at the Big House, they had to bring in smaller Zambonis that were basically the size of a midget car. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, there's probably a few stadiums out there that you could do this in. Um, I would definitely not be opposed to keeping Clash at the Coliseum. This this was really fun. And it can only get better. I mean, you know, you figure out all the uh, quirks with these cars everything like that um i mean <clears throat> the television ratings for this last year over last year's clash the ratings jumped 168 <clears> percent <throat> now that it, there so a disclaimer on that last year's race was on the daytona road course and it was on fs1 this was on cable on fox <clears throat> so naturally there's going to be more viewers on fox so you look back to the last clash that was on fox uh, it was, I believe, 2015, and it beat that, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> this race got more viewers than the championship race last year. So, I would call that a success. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, the rest of this race, uh, we talked about Ryan Priest. This this bit right here, I don't even understand. So, Eric Jones attacked Ryan Blaney at one point. Lifted his tires up, going into the corner. Yep. Didn't look like that hard a contact, <clears throat> but it broke something in Ryan Blaney's car in this in the rear suspension. I, I something that they fixed because they did actually finish this race. Um, Blaney parks his car in the middle of the, the in, in the infield. There <clears throat> got out. Fox was trying to interview him, and apparently he ran across the infield and through his Hans device at Eric Jones' car, and there isn't a soul on the planet that has video of it. I know, which upsets me. But you, the Fox broadcast showed the Hans device laying on the track. Yep. But you, you, go on YouTube. Go on anywhere. Nobody has video of this. It's, that's, that's another thing. Is Fox, is, Fox is usually pretty good. Their, their broadcast sucked. <clears throat> like Mike Joy, Tony Stewart, and Clint Boyer in the booth were good, but the cameras were always like zoomed in on like one or two cars. You could never see what was going on. They missed a battle for a transfer spot in one of the heats. <clears throat> um, in one of the uh, last chance qualifiers, there were fifty laps. They had a commercial break that lasted about seventeen laps. Jesus, <clears throat> that was terrible. Fox was just not good. But this was the biggest sin of them all because everyone wanted to see that. You could have used that in promotional packages for the rest of... for 10 years. Yeah. Probably more. <clears throat> Showing, like, you could use that at every short track. You, you know, playing into the whole tempers flaring and 
short track Saturday night nonsense, and they missed it. So, go figure. Uh, we get to the Justin Haley bit here. It's the last uh, incident before we get to the winner of this race. And this just made no sense. <clears throat> so, Justin Haley, I don't remember who got into him that forced him into Kyle Larson in the turn prior to this, but Justin Haley kind of, he got punted into Larson. Yes. 100%. And we get out of the turn, and Larson just decides to turn left on a straight and run Justin Haley into the wall. And then <clears throat> the funniest thing <clears throat> about this whole thing is in the uh, radioactive where they, you know, go over the, the driver, pit crew, or uh, crew chief, spotter audio, the best of that from the weekend. When this incident came up, I think it was Larson's spotter said, Oh, he kind of he came up uh, he came up into you there. Uh, you did nothing wrong. <clears throat> no, you turned left on a straight. Like, that was the most ridiculous thing. <clears throat> I that was that was not cool. I don't think like <clears throat> you know short tracks. It, 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 short track racing is kind of like you know bumping people out of the way. You know, little light light tap, spin them out, something like that. Not a body slam into the inside wall. And that was a hard hit too. Yeah, he he broke the wall. Justin Haley's car was whole not having whole a good time. Front. Whole left front because he hit right in between where two sections of this wall met up. Yeah, and it just it ripped the hell out of that left front of that car, <clears throat> and that sucked for Justin Haley. He was having such a great weekend, and uh, I mean, man, if, if college showing this kind of speed early, like I mean, especially on the short tracks like Martinsville, Bristol. Justin Haley might be, might be kind of a, a dark horse uh, sleeper candidate for a win there, um, <clears throat> but I mean, Colling's been fast in the Xfinity Series for as long as they've been in there. So this game is—I uh, mean, it, I, I expected them to be fast in a couple years. I didn't expect them to be fast right now. And then <clears throat> a rather anticlimactic finish. Uh, I really wanted Kyle Busch to punt Joey Logano when he got really close a couple times. I did too. But, <clears throat> but Kyle used up his his tires what was left of them because they'd been on since the, uh, the lap 75 break. They were probably toast and uh, <clears throat> couldn't get there. Joey Logano pulled away with it to win the Bush light clash at the Coliseum. The first one, potentially the only one, but I, I do think after this event, they come back. <clears throat> they have I mean, to. so NASCAR doesn't announce attendance figures anymore. They haven't for 20 years. Fair enough. But it was it was reported that it was fifty thousand plus, which is still phenomenal. And yes, there were empty seats in the Coliseum. Blah, blah, blah. Still fifty thousand people. I would say some of the seats they had covered, you wouldn't have been watching racing. You would have been watching a cinder block. Right. Well, and so this doesn't get said enough about the attendance of this race. Is that? Of course, people were focusing on the, the empty seats on the backstretch side, which was in the glaring sun in Los Angeles. <clears throat> and I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hot by any means, but it wasn't freezing cold. Yeah. I mean, it, there, were, there were plenty of people out there in sleeveless t-shirts, things like that. Um, those obviously you see because like the sun shining on them. There was I don't think there was an empty seat on the front stretch side of that thing. Probably not. Like that 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 place was packed. Somebody tried to tell me that that was half full, which would have meant 
with the tarps and everything, because he announced the uh, amount of tickets that they sold was 60,000, which would have meant there's 30,000 people. To, well, <clears throat> you know, he tried to, like, go into, like, stadium architecture with me. Well, you know, there's more seats up at the top than there is at the bottom. All those ones that are covered up, they don't account for much. I'm like, there's 20 rows of 13 seats in a row covered up. That's easily like 10,000 right there. <clears throat> and then the, the Coliseum's regular capacity is 78,000, and they put the temporary seating in. Yeah. In the one, in the one end zone where um, they have like the old seats from the Coliseum, the, the concrete bleachers. Yeah. Which accounts for a couple thousand in there. So I, I guess the attendance was, or the um, capacity for this was anywhere between 58,000 to maybe 62, yeah, uh, somewhere in there. And NASCAR said they sold, they were, they had made 60,000 tickets available. So we'll, we'll go with that. But I mean, I, I could see like there being like 5,000 empty seats, but like, it's still like, <clears throat> What? <laughs> what are you? What are you complaining about? That's still phenomenal, especially like, for an great. exhibition race. Right. Well, and there were so many people that tried to go into. Um, well, the Clash of Daytona, man, they do fifty thousand easy. No, they don't. They haven't done fifty thousand. Look at any picture of the Clash in recent years. Like even twenty twenty, because the Clash happened before the pandemic was really in full swing yes. in 2020 nowhere close to 50,000 maybe 25,000 i think the year prior was 35,000 they haven't done this amount this many people for the clash in years in years <laughs> and i think if they just if they improve on what they did if they want to go back they'd probably have an even better turnout i don't see why not I do hope they do this again, but any final notes on this? Uh, you did, you watched the main event? Yes. Uh, no, because I will talk about this later in the show. Oh, okay. So people, you might know where I'm going with that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> one or the other, I don't know which one yet. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the Super Bowl preview. The reason we're having it. this show. Well, I mean, we'd have a show anyway. And yeah. We did kind of forget that this would be something we'd be doing. <laughs> yes, but... yes, it was. Yeah. Um. So I will start off with the Cincinnati Bengals. I will let you talk about the Rams a little bit here in a moment. We'll start off with the offenses. Cincinnati Bengals are 14th in total offense, 8th in scoring offense, 8th in passing yards led by Joe Burrow, 23rd in rushing yards because Zach Taylor doesn't believe in rushing the ball, and 10th in giveaways per game. I mean, pretty good overall, despite that rushing yards. But again, it's not like Joe, uh, Joe Mixon isn't capable. Joe Mixon is very capable. Um, both teams have very good offenses, kind of similar. Um, like I said, you'll talk about the Rams here in a moment. Um, Joe Burrow on his second year has been, Jordan has in the notes, phenomenal. I'm going to go step step above it. He's been elite. This season, yes, he has. Phenomenal, the lead, same thing. Yeah. 4,611 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, some of which are C.J. Stroud-esque, very stupid. A 70% completion percentage. Uh, biggest thing with Joe Burrow is he doesn't at times doesn't know when to just 
get rid of the ball. Um, leads to some stupid interceptions against a very opportunistic Rams defense. Joe Mixon. Yeah, they, they got some dudes that can they can take advantage of mistakes for sure. Yeah, Joe Mixon is a very good running back. Just is not used a lot under Zach Taylor's offense. He has. 1,200 yards, 1,205 yards, 13 touchdowns. He's only put the ball on the turf twice, and he's averaging 4.1 yards per carry. Couldn't find how many of those fumbles were lost. Uh, um, I believe only two. I believe just two. Okay. Uh, let me look I mean, real two quick. Fumbles, two fumbles by, isn't by any means bad. No. He does not put the ball on the turf. At all. Let's see. Yeah, it's. Yeah, finding stats for this game, I could. Oh, I'm sorry. No, according to ESPN, he hasn't even actually lost those fumbles. He's just put it on the turf. He's put the ball on the ground, but they've put the Bengals got it back. Yeah. So he's put the ball on the ground twice, has not lost either of those. Um, Bengals have two very good wide receivers that are over 1,000 yards. Well, they have three very good wide receivers, two over 1,000 yards, and Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd. He's pretty good, too. Yeah, he had like 900 yards or something. 900 and some. Let me pull up that real quick. And then you guys got a guy, uh, pretty good tight end in CJ Uzama. Um, oh, that's postseason stats. I don't want postseason stats. I want season stats. Yeah, by the way, every stat here. And every ranking is regular season, does not include postseason. Oh, I'm sorry, he's put one fumble. He's lost one fumble. Um, Tyler Boyd had eight, 828, by the way. Um, okay. CJ Uzama, another f- a very good tight end when he has been healthy. He's been a good target for Joe Burrow, 500 yards. Um, Joe Mixon catches the ball out of the backfield. The Bengals on occasion throw in Michigan. <laughs> Michigan running back Chris Evans in. Oh God. Samaj P. Ryan. Chris Man, Evans. I really like I really like Samaj P. Ryan coming out of college. I didn't think he'd be like a third stringer. He's a second string. He gets he gets yeah, more touches is, than Chris Evans. He's above Evans. Yeah, he's yeah. above Chris Evans. As Chris, he should. Chris Evans is just a mostly a return man. Very good return man when he <laughs> can actually get the ball, I'll say that much. <clears throat> That's interesting. I don't remember him. Ret- I don't remember him returning a lot at Michigan. Um. So the Bengals' offense overall, good. The offensive line's questionable at times. They do give up sacks. They gave up. There's, there's another thing that I couldn't really find offensive line statistic. I know there's not a lot <clears throat> of offensive line statistics. Um, statistics. It's like, like, uh, you know, you got pancake blocks and sacks allowed. That's pretty much offensive line stats. The Bengals' offensive line has given up 42 sacks for 276 yards. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> I was expecting worse. <laughs> after after the, uh, what game was that where the Joe Burrow got sacked like nine times? Uh, Titans. That's just the regular yeah. season. That was the regular season. Yeah. <clears throat> the postseason, they did give up... I don't think they gave up a sack uh, either against KC or against um, Oak or uh, Vegas. No, it was just yeah. the nine against fucking 
<laughs> it's Tennessee. Which, which does play into what you said of sometimes Joe Burrow just doesn't know when to get rid of the ball and no. cut his losses. <clears throat> um, he shouldn't have been sacked nine times in that game. The offensive line did not play good, but he did not do them any favors. What the fuck in is this headline? Game, We're going to take a stop for a minute. We're going to add a stupid person saying a stupid thing. Oh, no. Washington, the Washington football team, now Washington Commanders, who is the Walter still, Payton Man of the Year nominee for, for Washington. Uh-oh. Who is? Jonathan Allen. Okay. The Walter Payton Man of the Year. Apparently tweeted today, um, someone asked him what three people he would ever want to, he would want to have dinner with, would want to have oh, at a dinner no. table with. Oh no! Given that this is a late, stupid, stupid person saying a stupid thing, I, I, I can only imagine his three people: his fa- his grandfather, okay, Michael Jackson. I, out there, uh, that's an interesting one. I, it is what it is. Adolf Hitler. No, <laughs> I mean. I, I I think I get what he's trying to say because I think a lot of people would like to pick the brain of Adolf Hitler <clears throat> to understand the amount of fucked up that he was, but we already understand the amount of fucked up <sighs> that he was. So <clears throat> I really don't think I'd want to have dinner with Hitler. I wouldn't. There's words I did not expect to say on this podcast. Today or ever. Moving back on to the Super Bowl preview, I just that headline popped up on ESPN. I was like, "What the fuck? Why? What is this headline?" Michael Jackson and Adolf Hitler. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jonathan Allen. Um, <laughs> that's a good. I mean, oh, wow. Back to the Bengals. Anybody off- better? He couldn't pick anybody better. Back to the Bengals' offensive line. Um. They're good sometimes. Sometimes they're bad. Then Joe Burrow sometimes doesn't get rid of the ball. The Bengals and um, sometimes, and sometimes those two happen in the same game. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious! Go ahead and talk about the Rams. All right, the Los Angeles Rams. I can't believe I fucking read that. That is something else. Uh, their offensive ranks, they are 7th in total offense, 6th in scoring offense, 5th in passing yards. Uh, another team that doesn't run the ball a lot, in fact, even worse than the Bengals, 25th in rushing yards, and 20th in giveaways per game. Uh, which has something to do with one Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's basically been what the Rams had hoped for when they traded for him. Uh, passed for 4,800 yards, 4,886 to be exact, 41 touchdowns, but 17 interceptions, which, I mean, both of these teams throw the ball a ton. Yeah. So seeing those numbers high is not shocking. Um, At least he didn't have the, what, the 20 TD, 20 interception season like Jameis Winston. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's not that bad, but 17 picks, still not ideal by any means uh the running game is a bit of an interesting we don't really know what's gonna go on with with the running game here 
Sony Michelle was the guy throughout the regular season as Cam Akers was hurt in camp. And, and Sony Michelle was good. Fairly good. I mean, for a team that doesn't run the ball. Right. 845 yards, four touchdowns, one fumble, and also 4.1 yards per carry, just like Joe Mixon. But they have got Cam Akers back. They got him back for Week 18 and the playoffs. Uh, and in the playoffs, he's gone for 151 yards, two fumbles, and 2.8 yards per carry. Two egregiously bad fumbles, too. Two, yeah, those two fumbles that let Tampa Bay back in that game. Along with a Cooper Cup fumble in that as well. Yeah. Like, those were, those were horrendous. You can't do it. Which is weird, because Cam Akers really, you know, historically hasn't done that. that. He's usually a fairly reliable guy. Um... <clears throat> Wide receiver, however, I mean, both of these teams have stacked wide receiver lineups. Oh, yeah, their as, receiving core is stacked. But, you know, as teams that pass as much as these two teams do, as they should. Um, Cooper Cup had one of the best receiving seasons in NFL history. Uh, 1,947 yards and 16 touchdowns. Um, Odell Beckham has really come on. Uh, apparently, Baker Mayfield was always the problem because... He got to the Rams. It took him a couple games, but he's a very, very big part of their offense now. And and then you got Van Jefferson, who was really basically the number two guy before Odell got there. He still had a great season. Uh, so both of these teams, three elite, uh, well, three, I won't say elite, like two elite wide receivers in – Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd for the Bengals, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham for the Rams. And then you guys have, what, T. Higgins? <clears throat> and then the Rams have Van Jefferson as a very solid uh, number three option. <laughs> These teams are going to pass the ball a shit ton, so it seems. Uh, or they're going to throw us for a whole loop and not pass the ball at all. So there's the thing. <clears throat> we shall see. Um... Offensive line is okay. <clears throat> it's it's all right. It's it could be better, but but like I like I put in the notes here, both of these teams I think have very similar offenses, and that's even reflected in the the season ranks. I feel like their offensive strategy is just very much um, very very similar. Pass heavy, don't run a lot. Basically, how it goes. Did we lose Austin? Oh, he's doing a thing. <clears throat> he's not on, he's not in his chair. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, hold please. Where did he go? <laughs> See him on the camera. We have a <clears throat> temporary problems. Tem- temporary delay. Yep. Uh where were we? 
on the on the Rams offense, I have I have summed up the Rams offense. We can move on to the uh, defensive preview. Uh, the Bengals defense is a thing. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Is it a good thing? Hmm. They're 20th in total defense, 13th in scoring defense, 26th in passing yards allowed, which is comical. Because supposedly, depending on who you ask, the Bengals have two of the one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Which is? You're going to make me say it. Please don't say Eli Apple. No. No, 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 no. Shadobi Awuzie. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. What, the PFF <laughs> number two graded corner or whatever? Yeah. According to Pro Football Focus, Shadobi uh, Awuzie, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. <laughs> uh, he's... He's a thing. He's not. He's not the one of the best. <laughs> BFF says he is. The Bengals' rush defense is solid. Eighth in rushing yards allowed and 14th in takeaways per game. The Bengals have two very good pass rushers in Trey Henderson and Sam Hubbard. Um, Logan Wilson at linebacker leads the team with interceptions. Yeah, go figure, right? Um, Logan Wilson is a good linebacker, good pickup. Um, I just this could be a game where we see like eight billion points scored. Yeah, I don't know what the over is. We'll get to that in the picks. I don't know if we'll pick it, but we'll at least mention it. Um, not high enough. The over is not high enough. I mean, I feel like the over is an easy play, right? On paper. <laughs> no matter, like, unless it's like 70. Then maybe I'd consider the under, I don't know. <clears throat> Go ahead, talk about the Rams. Rams See. defense. <clears throat> oh my god, that On... over is very, very low. Oh god, well, we'll get to it later. <clears throat> um... Rams, Rams defense, on paper, very good. A lot of stars on this defense. They rank 13th in total defense, 10th in scoring defense, 21st in pass yards allowed. I don't know which how. Makes <clears throat> makes no sense. Um, I don't know injuries, something. Who knows? We're in a pass heavy league these days. So <laughs> anyway, uh, fifth in rushing yards allowed, which is lower than I expected, and eighth in takeaways a game. <laughs> There's a man on the screen currently wearing number 99. See on the screen? Yes, named he Aaron, is. Named Aaron Donald. Defensive player of the year most years. Not this year, I don't believe. If he wins it this year, I, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> if if Aaron Donald Watt. wins defensive player of the year this year, there's a problem. Because he yeah. had a bad year. <laughs> A bad, a bad year by Aaron Donald standards, but still not bad. Twelve and, a and they also have two very. The Rams also have two very capable pass rushers in Leonard Floyd and Von Miller, uh, who in their time, uh, at least in Von Miller's time, 
with uh, the Rams. Uh, him and Floyd combined for 14 and a half sacks in between them. Uh, Taylor Rapp and Jalen Ramsey are the uh, <clears throat> statistical best players in uh, the secondary for the Rams. Uh, Rapp had been in concussion protocol uh, up until recently. Uh, he has since cleared concussion protocol, but is still questionable for the Super Bowl, at least as of yesterday. So <clears throat> he might play. He might not. Might not. We will we will see on that one. Yeah, on paper the Rams defense should be better. I mean, they they got plenty of guys. They, they got, got dudes. They got Donald. <laughs> they got Donald. They got Von Miller, who's looked phenomenal. Uh, once he kind of heated up there with uh, with the Rams, once he got accustomed to everything. <clears throat> Thank God uh, he didn't uh, team up with Odell in Cleveland, as uh, they apparently <laughs> talked about. That would have been catastrophic. Tremendous. Tremendously terrible. <laughs> Being comical. Really, but really the only way to describe it. Um, that's about all I got on these defenses. And again, like they're very similar in the way that when one team is kind of statistically bad, the other team's statistically bad. Like passing yards allowed by both of these defenses aren't in, they're in the bottom third of the league. Yeah. Which just is crazy. 21st for the Rams and 26th for the Bengals. <clears throat> I don't get it. But then they have good rushing defense. But will that matter? Because not none of these teams run the ball. Except the over is uh, in very serious danger. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's low for what I would be. All right. We'll talk about that momentarily. A uh, um, couple other quick things. We're just I'm just going to fly through these. Because I have stats right up in front of me. Yeah. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are third in penalties per game, uh, second in penalty yards per game. Bengals are not a heavily penalized team. They've had 72 all year. They average 36 um, penalty yards per game. The Rams not bad at all. are second in penalties per game, first in penalty yards. The Rams are penalized da, 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 where did it go i had it um have been penalized 76 times this year 37 total yards oh, wait <clears throat> 30 37 yards per game or, uh, yeah average yards per game sorry 37 total yards um total yards was 637 <laughs> okay i yeah neither team the Bengals have not been penalized a lot this year it's just yeah, when they are, very, it's some really dumb ones. Very, two very disciplined teams. Yeah. So, again, I mean, these two teams are just so similar, it seems, on paper. Crazy. Moving on to the special teams, because we're going to talk about it. I had, to, I had to throw this in here because of McPherson. Um, it would be a disservice to Evan McPherson to not talk about the special teams. Before I talk about Evan McPherson, the man with the titanium wrecking balls as testicles, we're going to talk about Bengals punter Kevin Huber. Okay. Who actually hasn't had to punt a lot this postseason. No. Um, no, because all the Bengals do is score. Kevin Huber has punted 66 times this year for 3,064 yards and averaging 46.4 yards per punt. Solid. For the brand. For the, for the brand. You want to talk about a guy, though, who's for the brand? Cool. 
<clears throat> this guy. Evan McPherson, who is trying to trademark Money Mac, by the way. As he should. And I, God, I hope he succeeds. This season, the season long, 28 for 33, 84.8% in terms of kicking field goals, long of 58, and then come playoff time, ice in his veins, balls, huge balls of steel. How he's able to kick with them, I don't know. 12 for 12 in the playoffs, and including a couple game winners. Before he if Evan McPherson <clears throat> kicks three field goals in this game, he will have <clears throat> passed Adam Vinatieri for most in a postseason. <sighs> I mean, this guy. <clears throat> like... This guy, this you know, is they, the guy. They say, they say playoff Tom Brady is different. Evan McPherson, playoff Evan McPherson, man, is not something to be messed with, apparently. Like, this is the guy who, in Tennessee, when he was walking out to kick the game, what was going to end up being the game-winning field goal, he looked at Joe Burrow. Well, we're going to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> I sure as hope in KC two weeks ago. A week and a half ago, um, when he was walking, trotting out to kick the game winner against Kansas City, I sure hope he looked at get Joe Burrow. Well, we're going to the Super Bowl now. <laughs> I sure as fuck hope he did. I mean, that guy, like, he didn't even have ducks come off his foot. Like, they're always like perfect missiles right down the middle. Missiles. Missiles down at the twenty-five. Missiles through the damn goalposts. Yeah, into the twenty-fifth row. <laughs> that 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 guy <laughs> makes no sense. But hey, as the Bengals say on social media, a lot, or as they have at least in this playoff run, that's why you draft a kicker. They've been saying it all year, and you know, I knew Evan McPherson was solid because he was he was good at Florida. I forgot he went to Florida. He was good at Florida. And he's been great for the Bengals. All year. Right. Like, even you look at, like, the 84 point, or 84.8% uh, uh, success rate on these field goals, it's not, it doesn't blow you away. But it's still, I mean, that's without context. Like, I'm sure... The way he's been kicking, I'm sure the ones that he's missing are long as hell. I say, um, he missed two in the game against the Packers that he put off of an upright. <laughs> off oh, of the that. inside of the upright. And yeah, it just I didn't go in. Two of them. Yeah. It's two of his five misses. A, that was a bad game for kickers all around, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't Mason Crosby suck ass in that game, Mason too? Crosby missed five kicks. Oh, that was that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goodness gracious. The Rams, Johnny Hecker, good punter. 51 punts this year um, for a total of 2,252 yards, 44.2 yards per punt. Matt Gay, 32 for 34, 94.1% success rate. 
on his kicks. He is a, a long of 55 in the regular season. He is 7 for 9 in the playoffs. Including the game winner does. against um, uh, the Bucks, The Buccaneers. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so in other words, Matt Gay does not have gigantic steel testicles in the same way that Evan McPherson does. I mean, he did technically, didn't he also technically have the game winner against the um, 49ers? It was just with six minutes left because that game sucked. Uh, he might have, yes. <laughs> that game was rough to watch. That game for three quarters was not good. Okay. Might have been more action in the, might have been more action in the Pro Bowl. Maybe. Uh, do we got some picks. To, you have anything else to say before we move on to some picks? I don't think I do. It's time for some picks then. It is time for the picks, and well, we're, I'm assuming well, we're, we're going to do the prop bets before we do. We are good. Yes. Okay. We have ten exotic prop bets here that are well they're a thing some of these yeah we did some of these last year i don't think we did 10 of them but no we got 10 i don't think we did <laughs> all right the first one always a favorite of mine the length of the national anthem the current total for seconds the national anthem will take is 95 the under is plus 110 the over is minus 147 i just hope that nobody goes outside the stadium and records a sound check this year and voids all the bets because that happened last year yeah that was unfortunate i actually i i believe i no, i I didn't bet on the national anthem link Uh, i bet on the coin toss (laughs) All right, national anthem link over under. What do you got for this? Oh, please! I'm trying to figure out who is. Oh, that is a good that that yes, that's important. Country singer Mickey Guyton. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not in, in tune with country, so I don't I don't know who that is. I don't either. Why do we have a country singer for a Los Angeles Super Bowl? I... What the hell is that about? Apparently she sang the national anthem in a minute and just shy of 90 seconds. Minute 27. Mm. Supposedly. Like in a previous national anthem? Yeah. <laughs> Mm. I'm trying to figure this out though. Who's this? a bit more about who this is? That is, I was for sure going over. Now I don't know. I um. I mean, you're getting plus odds on the uh, on the under. So you know, I think Super Bowl. I'm gonna still say with the over. Man. I don't know what to do. Uh, 
pocket five, five whole seconds she'd have to find. You said it was 90 seconds? It was what actually you, just a hair say? under. A hair under 90. 90 seconds? Yeah. She did it in a minute 29, so she'd have to find six seconds. I think at a stage like the Super Bowl, because I think the show that, let's see, uh, let's see. Please don't play this. I'm leaning. <clears throat> I'm leaning towards the under. She's saying it in a minute 29, 8, 28 at a the National Memorial Day concert last year. Okay. So, yeah, you could probably lean towards the under because I feel like that's. Yeah. Damn. You know, I'm going to go with the over as well. <clears throat> I feel like finding six seconds wouldn't be that hard to find. Honestly. No. <clears throat> how am I, how am I going to mark these down? <clears throat> I'm going to put a little blue dot <clears throat> for me and a red dot for you. That's what we'll do that's to fitting. keep track of these picks. That's, that's very fitting. Right. For, okay, how, so for, for everything with the show, that is extremely <laughs> fitting. Exactly. So, on to, we're both on the over for the National Anthem length. Now we head to the coin toss result. Heads or tails, uh, this, is, this is even. <clears throat> Give me tails. I believe, I believe the exact odds were minus 105 for both. Give me tails. Tails never fails. Simple enough. The coin toss winner. Now, important to remember here that the... L.A. Rams, although they are playing in their home stadium, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, or uh, I think it's, is it Inglewood? Yeah. Who the hell are they? Carson. They are, they are technically the road team, so they will be the ones calling the toss. So, if they're smart and pick tails, maybe they'll win. <laughs> Coin toss winner, Bengals or Rams, this is also me. Gonna go Bengals here. Oh, okay. I'm gonna bank on the Rams doing the smart thing and calling tails and winning the coin toss. So I will take the Rams on that one. Fair. Jersey number of the first touchdown score total, I guess, on this one is 23 and a half. Under 23 and a half is minus 140. Over 23 and a half is plus 110. And something very important to remember here. We have a lot of wide receivers and running backs that have a number lower than this. I know. I'm going to go why it's minus one, Which is why it's minus 140. I mean, you look at the Rams, Odell, Cooper Cup underneath that. Uh, Jamar Chase is underneath that. Cam Akers, I see 23. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to go with the under as well. Cam Akers um, is tw- is 23. Yeah, so there's a good one. Joe Mixon's 28, so that wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be beneficial. <clears throat> I will also go with the under. There's just too many low number uh, skill position players that could score touchdowns here. So... <clears throat> Easy. The first halftime show performers. When the halftime show starts, who is the first artist that we see? 
Uh, now, the artists that are in this are Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Um, so the options we have here, multiple artists is plus 190, Snoop Dogg is plus 300, Dr. Dre plus 350, Eminem plus 400, Mary J. Blige plus 550, Kendrick Lamar plus 550. Okay, so here's my theory on this. We're in L.A. Mm-hmm. So that automatically automatically to me says one of three people is going to come out first. And it's not going to be Eminem. It's not going to be Eminem or Mary J. Blige. No. I can confidently rule out Kendrick because he is the youngest out of all of these guys. Right. I... It's either going to be Snoop or Dre coming out first. I don't think they're going to do so. multiple at one time. So, I'm, Snoop seems like the layup, so I think I'm going to go with Snoop Dogg here. Okay. Um, I would, I would tend to agree with you, but we picked a lot of things similarly, so I'm just going to go, um, I'm just going to go Dr. Dre on this one. Fair enough. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a smart choice. I don't think it's going to be multiple at the same time either. Yeah. So it, I think it's one of those two. The other three I don't see coming out. I could see Kendrick all. coming out before Eminem or Mary J. Blige if we like. Right. In terms <laughs> but, of coming, who's coming out first? But, yeah. but I don't believe there's a prop bet for that. <clears throat> so no. unfortunately, this is my favorite one of the whole thing. Will Snoop Dogg smoke during the halftime show? <clears throat> yes is plus 200. No is minus 250. The fact that no is an option is the minus option here confuses me. <laughs> well, I think the reason for that being the case is that it is illegal. <laughs> is it illegal not in like, California? <clears throat> not weed in general, but smoking indoors. Although technically, technically, this is an open-air stadium. Because it's not a full dome. The roof doesn't go all the way. There's that. Remember when they had that lightning delay yeah. <clears throat> earlier in the year at SoFi? Yep. That's because one of the ends of the stadium is actually open air. So I don't know if that this counts as indoors. I'm saying Ooh. yes. <clears throat> I I gotta say yes because I want it to happen so bad. <clears throat> like, like you know that you know what's gonna happen with this halftime show. The same thing that happens with every halftime show. The internet's gonna the the boomers on the internet are gonna lose their mind and say it's the worst one ever. Yeah. I mean, look at the boomers that were watching the Clash at the Coliseum and sat through Pitbull and Ice Cube. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> oh, that was terrible. Oh. Oh, screw this rap. Give me some good country artists, man. <clears throat> like, come on. Um. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be a yes. <clears throat> but, uh, so we're both on yes. Snoop Dogg is gonna smoke during the halftime show. Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Will a new song be performed during the halftime show? I guess this qualifies for any one of them. Uh, yes is plus 350. No is minus 600. If I was actually putting money on this, I would say yes, just because minus 600, you're not making anything. 
But I'm probably nope. not going to put money on this. I don't even know if there's a place that you can. I'm sure there is, but it's not on any, any of the big books that we have here in Michigan. That is true. Um, so with that being said, uh, unless, unless it's Kendrick doing a new song, no. I'm just saying no. I don't see... I don't see the Super Bowl as a good place to do a new song because you hope that this just pumps up the crowd. Yeah. And you just hope that you get a good pop out of the crowd. And doing a new song is kind of interesting and you you really kind of like deaden the crowd a little bit because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> like you, you can't sing along to something you don't know. So I'm going to go no as well. Whoops, I put a red triangle. <laughs> That's a triangle. That. What? <laughs> Goodness gracious. <clears throat> Which team will call the first timeout? Bengals minus 105, Rams minus 125. You know, I could see this going either way because you get something really goofy, stupid happening on the very first drive. Right, like the the first quarter... The first half, <clears throat> I mean, the timeouts, people use them so willy-nilly. Yeah. Like, it could be anybody. So, I'm just going to go with the Bengals here with the better odds. Even though this is something I'm not putting a bet on. Yeah, yeah that, would be, that would be hilarious. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams, <clears throat> and I'll tell you why. Sean McVay has shown in this postseason that he can't handle the clock whatsoever. That is true. <clears throat> I mean, they were out of timeouts by the fourth quarter last week. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to go Sean McVay because I don't think he really knows what he's doing. <laughs> At least with clock management. Watch you can say what you want about... <clears throat> yeah, you can say what you want about his uh, his offensive mind and everything, but he, he his his game management's been terrible watch this be wrong and neither team calls timeouts at, at all there's no possible way not a right? single timeout called <clears throat> that would be hilarious and i would definitely assume that the fix is in at that point because imagine the odds of no timeout being called. that's probably plus ten thousand. yeah but i'm on the rams because sean mcveigh is incompetent sometimes this one's always a fun one for me. The color of the Gatorade that would be poured on the winning head coach. We have orange at plus 200, blue at plus 300, green slash yellow slash lime is plus 450, water or clear Gatorade is plus 450, red slash pink is plus 800, <clears throat> and an underrated Gatorade. I don't, I don't know why this, the, the odds are on this are so high. Purple, indigo, slash violet. Grape Gatorade's like number two all time, okay? So I don't know why this is down here. It's plus 1,000. You know, even if the Bengals don't win this, I'm going to say orange, just because orange is a much more generic flavor than anything else on this list. We are on the same page with that, because I feel like... So many teams use orange. Right, like, like you said, even if the even if the Rams win, orange is still a viable option. Yeah, it's Bengals just a... obviously <clears throat> Bengals. Obviously, it's the option because that's their color. But 
that's why I think for one, it's got the um, the uh, lowest odds here. It's like and... it's just a generic flavor. It's a flavor that like you can't go wrong with. Like the Buckeyes when they won their national championship in 2014, and they've gone on every every run the Buckeyes have ever gone on. They, it's been like either orange or blue Gatorade because, well, red gate red Gatorade, red Powerade, red. Fruit punch flavored stuff in general usually does have to ten, tend to have cause allergies in some people because of a um one of the food coloring dyes. Yeah, people some people are allergic to it, which is why you don't see red Gatorade very often. I don't like red Gatorade anyway. Um, like I remember, yeah, the Buckeyes won their national title, and Urban Meyer got soaked with fucking blue Gatorade or orange Gatorade, something like that. I was like, huh? And then I thought about, it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So, orange, just generic flavor. I'm going to say that. Say orange. Don't mind me, just choking on water. Um, <laughs> I am on, uh, I'm on orange as well. I think that's, that's the solid option here. I, I, I literally, if I can find a place to, to bet on this, I absolutely will. And our final prop bet, <clears throat> I, just, I, I love the Gatorade. The Gatorade one's just so goofy. Like, that's like the goofy one that's year to year. We do that every year. Yeah. <clears throat> like, but the Snoop Dogg one, that's a fun one. That's that's amazing. I saw that. And I was like, yes. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah, here we fucking go. Will any player, this is our final prop bet, will any player propose on the field after the game? Yes is plus 400. No, minus 650. I am, hold please. Hold please. Rams got plenty of young guys. Might not get, might not be married yet. <laughs> Bengals definitely do. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I could see Joe Burrow. I can't even really see Joe Burrow doing that because he's just. I don't. Think... He's a very. <clears throat> he's a very um, even keeled kind of guy that doesn't seem like the kind of thing that joe burrow would do like joe burrow does some very weird things and is very like he does stuff like he wears the diamond chain that he wore to the chiefs game oh i love that and then there's other stuff where he's a bit more reserved so i'm just gonna say no on this the quote he had uh, from this week of uh, t- uh, talking to young players, don't be posting workout videos. Just do it in silence. Yeah. Like, so I'm just gonna say no. Like, safe bet. Even though there are some young play, why young players? I think I'm gonna go yes. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not actually gonna bet on this. Yeah, I'm not uh, either. But if, but if I was. I would pick yes just because the odds are good plus 400. That seems like a good good way yeah. to go. And again, we picked a lot of the same stuff. So somebody's got to win. We can't tie like regular season college football here. If we both somehow go 5 and 5. <laughs> I don't even know if that's possible and I'm not looking at it right now, but I swear to fucking god. <clears throat> All right. Um where do we want to? I would assume the odds are different, uh, or about the same everywhere. I have uh, FanDuel we'll to, open. Yeah, I say we'll go to FanDuel here. I didn't have it open. 
Face ID. There we go. Say, I I have it open. I will, like I said, I will let you because the picks have it. always been your thing. I will <laughs> let you do this for the final time. Yep. Before of season if five. If we actually, if we actually want to do it, uh, the pucks. Yeah, the pucks. The pucks could be a thing. I would not be opposed to doing the pucks. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but we'll find a way. <clears throat> All right. Um. Do we do we want to get into anything else betting wise in this game? First touchdown score or anything like that? No. <laughs> um, All right. Let's so, do let's do the total because. Yes. I think the total the is total, criminally low. The the total is very much in danger, and I need to bet on this ASAP. <clears throat> the total is forty eight and a half. Yeah, forty eight and a half, which is criminally low for an NFL game with two high-powered offenses like this any time. Yeah. Like, why is it so, why is it so low? Because the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl, they scored nine points. Yeah, but that or, was with Jared Goff. I don't even think it was nine, but yeah. Six? I don't know. That, yeah. was, the, that was that low-scoring Super Bowl against uh, Brady and the uh, Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, they had Jared Goof. Yeah. They still had Todd Gurley, but... Who was unfathomably good that year. Right, he was the... He, offensively, he was the reason why they were there. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't think we need to dwell on this one too long. 48 and a half is, is disgustingly low. <laughs> Criminally low. Uh, if you're mortgage, looking at this... Mortgage, mortgage the house, put it all on... <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, on... but yeah, over hammer um are we gonna do a super a super bowl edition of back to recover friday are you available for that we could we definitely could it's been a minute since we've had back to recover so i would definitely not be opposed to bringing it back for the yeah, super it's been, a, been a little over a month for the super bowl yeah look into there 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 we can get into the first touchdown scores all yeah that. all right and finally the spread the actual pick. Game. The final pick of the 2021-22 NFL season. <clears throat> LA Rams, Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl 56. Rams are minus four. This opened at minus three and a half. <clears throat> Rams money line is mi minus 198. Uh, Bengals money line plus 166. The odds on minus four for the Rams, minus 112. Bengals plus four is minus 108. This is a very bizarre number. That will, I, I have a feeling, fuck some people. Because I don't see this game being a blowout either way. No. Um, who else am I going to pick? Like, seriously. <laughs> right, I mean. Seriously. I mean. Especially because you're getting points. Even if you weren't getting points, you'd pick the Bengals. But like, I have the Chad Ochocinco jersey up on my wall behind me here. Yes, you do. Who else am I going to pick? Will you be wearing that on Sunday? Yes. Not the Dan Sansenbacher one. Not the Jordan Shipley one. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing 8-5 on Sunday. If the Bengals win on Sunday, will you buy a Joe Burrow jersey? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I will. 
or bad. No, no, I'm not gonna say no, maybe. Might buy an Evan McPherson jersey. That that is that is fair. That is very fair. <laughs> Things I never thought I would say. Goodness gracious. I will be adding, if the Bengals do win on Sunday, yes, I will be adding to that collection of Bengals jerseys. 100%. Which is a very fair fair point. Um, Moral of the story is I'm picking the Bengals all the way. All right. So. Because of that, you you showed me a Chiefs fan who said something dumb. Or, well, no. There was a Chiefs fan who said, or not Chiefs fan, a Rams fan who said something dumb on Twitter. Uh-oh. Um, the other day about NASCAR. Oh! Oh, yeah. You remember this. Yep. Because I replied to yep. you about it. That was, that was bad. Um, that guy did not make stupid people say stupid things. Saying the N-word is grossly disgusting and evil, says it. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Both with the R and without. Um, that guy had the IQ of a flat tire. Because that guy is a Rams fan. That's an insult to flat tires. Yeah. Because that guy is a Rams fan, I even said it on Twitter. Because this dude right here is a Rams fan. The Bengals buy several billion. (laughs) Okay. My pick. We'll dive in. To my justification here. Uh, I am going to go with the Rams minus four. What else am I going to do? Say, I know why. And I know why. Well, there's multiple, multiple reasons here. We, we've, we've had some signs. We have some, some uh, voodoo that I think is on the side of the Rams here. First off. Even though they are the away team, uh, <clears throat> Bengals, the home team, they get to pick what jerseys they're in. They chose the colored jerseys, which in recent Super Bowl history has not gone well. The team wearing white <clears throat> has won considerably more often. I don't remember the exact record, but it's, it's quite obvious. Like it's 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 very much in favor of the team wearing white. Then of course we have Matthew Stafford, who was a longtime Detroit Lion. Love me, love me some Matthew Stafford, who was Stafford's best receiver when he was in Detroit. Calvin Johnson, who beat out Calvin Johnson for Georgia High School Player of the Year. Back when these two were still in high school, I believe both the seniors. None other than Rams head coach Sean McVay. <laughs> and then back to the jerseys. Uh, I showed you the terrible concepts that people had created. And, wa- and some people wanted the Rams and Bengals to wear in the Super Bowl. Bengals wearing all white with orange accents, not a hint of black on that jersey whatsoever. And then the Rams basically wearing all black. Like, the same jerseys they're actually wearing, but black. Yeah. Which were the most hideous thing I've ever seen. I saw them, and they hurt my soul. When I replied to that post with by saying the jerseys that that are being worn in the Super Bowl are so much better, 
I got a random reply <clears throat> from former Denver Broncos. Uh, I think he was a linebacker. Might have been a safety. <clears throat> Kayvon Webster, <clears throat> who was a Super Bowl champion with Denver. And what color jerseys were the were the Denver Broncos wearing when they won the Super Bowl? <clears throat> they were white. The signs are everywhere. I was picking the Rams anyway, but I, it, it, even more justifiable now. Um, I do hope Matthew Safford can win a Super Bowl. That'd be so great for him. But at the same time, if the Bengals win, well, that's good for you. So, moral of the story, as the sign says, I just hope both teams have fun. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Any final notes on the Super Bowl picks? No. Let me... I hope Evan McPherson wins MVP. (laughs) I need it in my life. that, That might be a stretch. Like, actually, before we move on. I'm sure we do have some Super Bowl MVP odds. Let's talk about it Friday. Oh, yeah. Good idea. I'm just saying it here on the show. I Just to grow the legend of Evan McPherson. I do hope he can find a way to kick three field goals in this game. I could see it happening. Surpass Vinatieri. Even though I do love me some Adam Vinatieri, but... Yeah. Evan McPherson... With, with the big balls. Of steel. Big, the big balls of vibranium. The big balls of NFL kryptonite. Yeah. Let's move on to champ and chomp of the week. Goodness gracious. So your chomp right, of I'll... the week is very legitimate. So I will go first with my champ. Okay. Because I know your chomp. Yes. yes I don't do. know your champ. Nope. My champ of the week. Something I can't believe I'm saying. NASCAR. Oh, boy. For putting on an event with the Clash at the Coliseum, or someone like me who... I don't like NASCAR. No, you don't. You especially don't like that kind of NASCAR. No. I I don't. Short track, like, contact sport that is short track racing. I don't, but... You put on something, put on an event where someone like me, and it, yes, did it help that it happened on a Sunday when there was literally nothing else on TV? Well, sure. I mean, you say that, but you look at what it is competing against. I mean, the Pro Bowl isn't even really competition, but the Winter Olympics, which was the uh, highest performing in the ratings from the weekend, but the yes. Clash was second. Like, you give me something, like, put something that there wasn't really much, yes, there wasn't a lot on TV, but you put something that someone like me who does not like NASCAR, and you sit me down for two hours-ish to watch the race, good on you. You put on a good event, entertaining, everything about the Clash this year was good and watchable. (laughs) And a giant middle finger to the boomers of the sport. Yes, and that. So NASCAR, like, you guys are my champ of the week. 
this was a like a, a just a combination of everything the boomers hate. Yeah. Races on the West Coast in a big LA market. <clears throat> it's kind of the whole event was definitely catered to a casual fan, which LA is. Like they're not they're not NASCAR fans over there. No. Like they have they have Fontana, but nobody goes to the Fontana races. Fontana's been been terrible. And they wanna they might turn that into a, a half mile short track here shortly. <clears throat> we'll see. Um you got the musical performances, Pitbull before the race, <clears throat> who's a car owner in NASCAR, by the way, part owner of Trackhouse Racing. Um but it's it, it <clears throat> what did I, I mean, what did I say? I will definitely <clears throat> say Pitbull League for me. I'm a big I have Pitbull, Mr. Three oh five. To love Pitbull growing up in Florida. Um so that was cool for me, I thought. Yeah, and like, you know, Ice Cube performing was a great was a good time. A legend in terms some, of rap. Some some of the fans uh, the the people that were there were enjoying the hell out of it, despite what you see on the internet. Uh there were some uh older people that were trying to enjoy it, but looked very awkward doing it <clears throat> it was very interesting uh but this is awkward because that was my champ of the week too oh <clears throat> but like yeah I mean, it's just because they they put on a they put on a, a great show that i mean i think everybody when they heard that this was gonna happen was a bit skeptical but like as it went on <clears throat> you see the track being constructed like I thought it was going to be basically exactly what it was. <clears throat> and that was good. And they, they sold a lot of tickets. They got a lot of TV viewers. Four million people to, turned into a preseason exhibition NASCAR race. Yeah. Over four million people. <clears throat> and like I said, like, no, I will go out and say, am I going to watch more NASCAR races because of this? No. But there's people out there that might. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's And that's the whole goal of it. Yeah. Even if, like, there's 50,000 plus people there. Even if a thousand of them stick around, that's a good thing. Oh, God, yeah. And, like I said, and for I'm, me, it's an achievement to get me to sit down to watch a NASCAR race for the full length of it. It is. <laughs> like, it is. You should you should watch Daytona, though, and then go back into your, your, your hole. I probably will watch <laughs> Daytona. Just because, like, Daytona falls on a day where... Again, it falls on like there's no it's a literal well, dead that, zone for sports. At that time, I don't even think uh, I think the Winter Olympics are over. Yeah, just barely, but I think they will be. And um, NFL, the Super Bowl's going to be over the week prior. Who's watching regular season NBA and NHL? Yeah, like it has all the makings of of what could be a very very well-watched NASCAR uh, race here in Daytona. And it's already, the tickets are already sold out. So that's, that's a good thing. Okay. Might, so you're done. You don't have anything else to add for your champ of the week? Um, it's just, I, I, I was going in with kind of tampered expectations about this event. Like I wanted it to be good. Um, and I think it was, for what it was, uh, uh, what did I call this in a message with you? 
a meaningless farce of a demolition derby masquerading as a race. Yes. <clears throat> and it was great. And that's exactly what it should be. Yeah. It's just a preseason exhibition, fun little drive around a football stadium. And so I didn't really watch any of the last chance qualifiers or anything or the heats, but everything about the main event from dr- driver intros by Gus Johnson, fucking, was incredible. which was incredible. Um, dumbass Joe Buck appeared, did said a thing. Yeah, he introduced the Grand Marshals, which was very strange. Um, everything about this, like, was fun, and if the if NASCAR did something like this again, I would probably check it out. Again, yeah. odds of me watching, like, I'll probably watch Daytona, just because I watch the majority of Daytona anyway, unless I'm busy. You can watch, like, uh, Road America. Yeah, I'll oh, watch yeah. the road, the road courses. Minus the Roval, because fuck the Roval. Yeah. We don't need the Roval anymore. Take it off the schedule. Please. Uh, we got we got one, two, three, four. We have five legitimate road courses now. Because there's Sonoma, right. <laughs> Sonoma, Watkins Glen, um, Road America, Circuit of the Americas. And I don't know if Mid-Ohio's on the schedule. I know it's on the Xfinity schedule, but I don't know if it's on the Cup schedule. I don't think it's on the Cup schedule. <laughs> I'll have to look. I'll look that up while you're going over your ch- uh, chump of the week here. So I have two chumps of the week. Oh no. Um, number one, I talked about uh, earlier, and stupid people say stupid things. Kind of. I alluded to it. The Ohio State University Athletic Department. Oh boy. For this. What in my eyes is a farce that has gone on the past six months with the field design for Ohio Stadium for the football field, the new turf design, that farce. Jordan, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Because this is what I compared this to when you and I were talking about this, when they announced that the field was going to be Basically the exact same. (laughs) Okay. How long has WWE been saying Veer Mahan's coming to Raw? Um, I can actually provide you an exact date if you give me a second. Okay. Yep, go ahead. Um, where is the first? Go ahead. October October 25th. So, okay. Fair. About five months, a little, uh, a little under five from this date, from today. Yep. Try six months. <laughs> That's how long this field design contest had been going I mean, on. Veer, <clears throat> Veer will take six months to and then pass at least it. to come to Raw. Hashtag Veer coming. Still swimming, swimming from he's, home. He's swimming from India. He's on Twitter though. He doesn't even live in India. He's lived in like Florida for the past ten years. Right. Well, don't tell WWE that. You know, if you're if you're Indian or if you're if you're anything other than American, you that it that's your gimmick. Yeah. 
which is terrible, but... Yeah, um, six months in... On Sunday, the contest ended Friday. On Sunday, they announced the final entrance. And other than, like, four of them, the final entrance were all so outlandishly unbelievable. They threw just enough in in the final entrance group that you were like, okay, this is believable. They threw maybe... There was, I think, maybe... Let's see. Oh, please. Uh, the Cup Series does not race at Mid-Ohio, by the well, way. There was 48 final entrances. Entrance. Jesus. And 48 final entries in the Ohio State Field Design Contest. There were, let's see here. Four. And most of them were massive ass. Yeah. Um, one, believe Two. Three, four, five. I see five. That would be like believable. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Five that I some would of those. <clears throat> some of those were just flat out. Six. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. I see six that are believable. Realistically, if you wanted to, even though this one has a gray end zone, seven. Eight. Eight really believable ones. They threw just enough believable ones out of the 48. They're like, okay, yeah, this is still believable. This is still legit. And then Monday, you just give us the same thing. Same old, same old. Which, again, I, I even tweeted about this on Tuesday. Tuesday morning. I don't hate. I don't hate it. I like it. It's hard to hate it. It's just simple. Yeah, it's classic. What, but why go through this six-month-long farce? To change a font. Yeah. When, which right now that's what it, to me it appears like, is it was just a six-month-long farce, and you already had your own design planned. And I saw a couple people when. On Monday, on Monday after they announced the, or they unveiled the winner, the winning field, which was, if you go back and, if you go and look at this winning, at the field design, it was not in any of those entries. And it was 48 <laughs> final noticed, entries. I noticed that. And someone said that, I, I didn't think of it at first. Someone said that and it was like, just seeing that this wasn't even in the final entries and then looking at all the final entries again, it seems like the university didn't even never planned on using someone's design. Like, there's not even one that's close. No. And then, my second well, chump of the week. There's one close but not close enough. Yeah. My second chump of the week. This one. 
makes me laugh almost because of the, what happened here, the story behind what happened here. Oh. The other day, I believe it was Saturday, actually. Thursday, maybe not Saturday. It may have been third. I think it was Thursday. Last Thursday, Chad Ochocinco was in Vegas. Okay. Uh, hanging out for the Pro Bowl. Chad Ochocinco in the morning, that mo- Thursday morning, tweeted out, "Hey, any of the Pro Bowl players want to go um, go get up, bre- go hit up IHOP for breakfast?" As one does. Here are some of the players that he um that Chad jo- uh, that Chad Ochocinco um tweeted at. Trayvon Diggs of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. All right. Um, those are the only two that I have 100% right that I have saved. I know there was a few more that he did um, publicly add on Twitter trying to be like, yo, let's do this. Let's go have a good time. Let's go get some breakfast, hang out, have a good time. Chad Ochocinco, by the way, said he was going to pay for this. All right. He heard from nobody. Oh. That's terrible. Come on. You have, and this isn't even bias in my opinion. Chad Ochocinco is an... all-time great receiver. Definitely an all-time Bengals great. Who at some point I do believe will be in the Hall of Fame. Probably so. Even though he is, has, yes, been a bit of a head case. (laughs) He will at some point be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. More than likely. You have somebody who... Especially some of these younger guys, like Debo Samuel, even. Like... Why? Why why not take up this offer and go pick someone's brain who's who was in the league for... Uh, da, 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 2001 f- till 2012. Long little while. From 2001 to 2012. Why not go pick his brain? Can't do bad things. Yeah. And to not even respond? Like, what? Come on. <laughs> And the people on the people. Oh well, it's just I. It's it's an IHOP. So. Hey, IHOP's great. Pancakes, <laughs> free. It's free breakfast for fuck's sake. Like, you could sit and say, "Yeah, I'm I, maybe I'm nitpicking," and I kind of am a little bit. But hey, Ocho Cinco, get if this ever gets to you, hit me up. Come up to Michigan. <laughs> 
we'll, <laughs> we'll go get some breakfast and we'll play golf on my dime. I guess, I was gonna say I guarantee you you'd pay for Ochocinco's golf. Yeah. Who wouldn't? He probably wouldn't let you, but probably not. But too bad. I just I don't get it. And then the reason that he was given, because a few people did eventually get back in touch with him. Oh, you wanted to go to breakfast too early. <laughs> what? Uh, wait a minute. This is tweeted at 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... The entire anyone anybody know where the pro bowlers are staying? I'm going to their hotel to wake them up so we can go to IHOP for breakfast. <laughs> We're tweeting this at 10 a.m. I mean, even I'm up at 10 a.m. I mean, the dude's got 3.2 million followers on Twitter. Yeah, ridiculous. NFL great, and you can't find none of these young guys can't get up and go have breakfast with them and learn something. be like it would be like i mean it different but almost the same as like if ray lewis hey yo anyone want to go get breakfast and no one fucking responded to him a little bit or ed reed i mean yeah you're looking at first you're looking you're talking first ballot hall of famers at that point but still and your trump of the week like my two trumps of the week were just essentially nitpicky and frustration Yours is extremely <laughs> legitimate. If it's the one that I believe it is. It is. Okay, go. My chump of the week. Former Chelsea defender. Currently with West Ham United. Check the tables. I had to, I knew that'd come up. <clears throat> Current West Ham United defender, Kurt Zuma. Yeah. Now, I don't know how I don't know how this footage came out. It looked like somebody put it on their Snapchat of somebody that obviously knows Kurt Zuma cuz he's they're in their his house or somebody's house. And they're chasing around his cat. Yep. At one point Kurt Zuma picks up said cat and drop kicks it into the fridge. Yeah. They chase it around a little while longer. Cat's running for its goddamn life. At some point, somebody grabs the cat and puts it on the table before Kurt Zuma smacks it five feet away. Yeah. What? <laughs> what are we doing? And the uh, the worst part uh, well, okay so the worst part is obviously what he did but after the fact there will be no criminal charges over the incident oh there's an even worse part the, what the apology <clears throat> no well yes but no because oh, no. <laughs> I have the apology I'll read that in a second What what's worse David Moyes oh no Deciding to also just not punish him for this. In oh, fact, what? he's West Ham's manager? Yeah. In fact, 
Kurt Zuma started today. Oh, God. Or yesterday, whatever day. <clears throat> yeah, that's terribly bad. I guess it's yesterday now. Or yeah, two yesterday. Days ago now. Tuesday. Yeah. Started Tuesday. Two days ago now. We just hit midnight. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> the bullshit uh, apology from Kurt Zuma. I want to say how deeply sorry I am to anyone who was upset by the video. I would like to assure everyone that our two cats are perfectly fine and healthy. They are loved and cherished by our entire family. And this behavior was an isolated incident that will not happen again. That doesn't look like love and cherished to me. I say, I mean, yeah, it won't. It definitely won't happen again because both of his cats have been taken into custody. Good. <laughs> I mean, what? What are you doing? What? What are? What are you trying to do? Other than just torture small animals. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Like, there's, there's nothing else. I, that, I couldn't believe that video when when it came out. The, the apology, no charges coming for him. It's, it, it, people just forget about it. Some people, anyway. And I'm sure there's some people out here that could have made it into stupid people saying stupid things that are probably defending Kurt Zuma. David Moyes. Well, yes. Uh, but, like, people on social media that will just blindly, you know, <clears throat> stick up for players on a team that they're a fan of just because they're a fan of that team, just completely ignoring the wrongdoings or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, Kurt Zuma was on Chelsea for however fucking long. I'm uh, just... <laughs> not going to do it. I, I saw this. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you... I mean, he, he legit drop-kicked his cat. Yeah. God. <clears throat> but that's all I got on Kurt Zuma. Very and, chumpy. Very shitty. And he is a... Loser. Asshole. But also oh. a loser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a soundbite for that one. Well, maybe we need one. Right. <laughs> It's time for one for the road. Yeah, that it is. That it is. What? <clears throat> what are we going to tell people to watch? What else is there? Sunday. February 13th. This is a true... A true one for the road, because we have the same one. February 13th. Happening in... Scottsdale, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) At TPC Scottsdale. Damn. Oh, man, we're not on the same page. My one for the road was Hawks Celtics. <laughs> Darn it. As much as I love the Waste Management Phoenix Open at TPC that Scottsdale. Is a, that, is a, 
very fun tournament. As much as I'd love that. Especially you can watch 16 it there. Thursday through Saturday. Watch it watch it Thursday through Saturday. That's that's honorable mention. And it, hey, it might well, with the time difference, it probably won't be over by the time the Super Bowl starts. So you can watch a little bit of on Sunday, maybe. Yeah, that's honorable mention. Fair enough. I don't even have an honorable mention. It's definitely not Hawk Celtics. The only reason I have an honorable mention is because I I just happened to know it was this weekend because I got something um today or this this week would be uh 25 years um since Tiger Woods a uh, uh, hole in one on 16 there. Oof. That extremely iconic hole in one on 16. Today's. I mean if any for anyone who's ever watched golf i feel like hole 16 at tpc uh uh, what is it scottsdale scottsdale (laughs) yep um i feel like hole 16 is just one of the most iconic holes anywhere yeah i really wish it didn't fall on this week and i could make it my one for the road but i can't right (laughs) can't do it i mean hawk celtics is too good yeah yeah that so good Honorable mention, Timberwolves Pacers. <laughs> huh. Okay. Sunday, February 13th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on, I believe, NBC. NBC and Peacock. And Peacock, okay. Super Bowl 56. Bengals. Super Bowl <clears throat> LVI. Rams. <laughs> apparently, all, apparently, all happening of a sudden, week? Cam Akers is questionable for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, the way he's playing the playoffs, that might be a good thing for the Rams. <laughs> I just, I, I wanted to make sure what channel it was on. How the hell that happened? I, I don't know. I was looking at the injury. I scrolled down, looked at injury lists, and saw Cam Akers questionable as of yesterday. Oops. See? NBC and Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, Inglewood, California. That is one for the road because, well, we... uh, We have the same one for the road. Oh, my God. I have news for next week already. Uh Uh-oh. When did this... Oh, God. It could have been news for today, but it didn't. So this could be next week. So we got bad news already. Uh oh. It's <laughs> it's not great news, but um, injury report for this game is all over the place. That is, Van Jefferson questionable, Tyler Higby questionable, Cam Akers, as you said. Uh <laughs> offensive tackle. This name is phenomenal. Joe Noteboom. <laughs> with a chest injury. And what's interesting here Ray is... Um, <clears throat> what now? Ray oh, nipple. God. No. <laughs> Please, no. <clears throat> uh, what's interesting here is that I don't see Taylor Rapp on this. So that's uh, something. And then for the Bengals, uh, CJ Uzama is apparently questionable. Uh, Akeem, da- <clears throat> Akeem Davis Gaither. Well, he is on, he's on IR. Guard Jackson Carmen, linebacker Joe Bocci is on IR. Yes, that I knew. Linebacker Joe Jordan Evans on IR. So not a lot questionable there for the Bengals, just Uzama. Um, CJ Uzama is actually going to be playing. I figured he would be. 
he did say the Bengals did say he was gonna be playing. I figured. I mean, who are you gonna keep him out of the Super Bowl? Come on. Uh, over here on the uh, CBS uh, picks, uh, Bengals are actually getting four and a half. Oh. Not like it matters, but I'll lock my pick in there anyway. <laughs> I'm down six. <laughs> I don't think it's going to help. No. Can't even get to uh, 150 uh, correct picks on the year. I'll be one short. I'll be one short if the Rams win. Rip. I... Any, anything else to add before we get the hell out of here? Uh no. I was just unfortunately writing, up, starting to write up news for next week's show. Oh God, where did you find this? What is ESPN? What? Oh no. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. So with that uh, being said, this show went a little longer than I thought. We were almost at three hours. Right. Um. I want to go to bed. You know, we're gonna wrap up. Get out of here. Go to bed. You know, Super Bowl week, big week. Next week, not a lot going. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> talk we'll some see. Olympics, maybe. Talk some. Maybe Daytona 500, maybe. Yeah, depending on where we're at. Right. Unless this is a heavy news week, I'll probably mention it. Um. So with that being said, we will see you guys Friday for a Super Bowl edition of Backdoor Cover. First Backdoor Cover in over a month. Yeah. First time we've had a legitimate reason to do one. Right, yeah. So. That show, that show would have been like a half hour lately. Yeah. This time, well, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, fuck Dan Snyder. Fuck Dan Snyder. Um, <clears throat> I just hope both teams have fun. <laughs> I hope the Bengals win. <clears throat> I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope. Ch- I hope Chad Ochocinco finds someone to have breakfast with. <laughs> I mean, he's got to, right? At some point. I mean, who's turning down IHOP? Come on now. Like, someone. Chad, fly me out. I'll come have IHOP with you. <laughs> That's somebody Somebody at breakfast with this man. Like, come on. So, with that being said, everybody, we will see you Friday for Super Bowl edition of Backdoor Cover. Peace out. Stay classy until then. See ya. Phew!